This episode of a Top 3 Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at the Rat Hour with Rat Boy. It's your one-stop shop for discussions about this season's seasonal candle lineup, interviews with Dwayne Johnson's biceps, and detailed analysis of cryptocurrency trends. And just for you listeners, I'll give you a sneak peek of what's going on on this week's episode of the Rat Hour. Check this out. Huh, well, I'm not so sure what that's all about. I guess we'll have to tune in to the full episode of The Rat Hour with Rat Boy. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Tube Podcast Network. All right, let's start the show. And uh, this uh, this is a top three podcast. Three, two, one. up everybody you are listening to a top three podcast where we are still honoring the time old tradition of listing our favorite things and arguing about it today's topic is our top three super nintendo games before we start if you want to support the show please tell your friends subscribe give us a rating and review on uh, itunes apple podcasts whatever they call it now and please uh, follow us on our social media accounts at a top three podcast. Uh, that's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can leave your own top threes in the comments, or better yet, participate in our listener calls and have your top threes featured on the show. I can't think of an aggressive way for you to spread the word to your friends today. So I don't know. Tell them that there is a, a secret cheat to one of your favorite. Super Nintendo games hidden in one of the episodes of a top three podcast. Like, hey, dude, if you go to the top three Super Nintendo games episode, timestamp one hour, two minutes, 17 seconds, Bloodbath lets loose a secret sheet that will turn all the Mario characters naked. So, <laughs> in the Nicolas Cage, <laughs> naked Nicolas Cage. All the Koopas are Nicolas Cage. All the Goombas are Nicolas Cage. The Hammer Brothers are the Nicolas Cage brothers. What's weird is the Nicolas Cage bad guy looks like Jeff Goldblum with the cheat. It's very strange. <laughs> yeah. So keep your eyes out. Spread the word. Do whatever you can to deceive your friends. Um, anything that uh, helps spread the word of the show really helps us. So check the episode description for links to those social media pages. Um, and let's get it going. So joining me today, Dave Jackson, is Aaron Engel. Sup? Alan Nichols. Hey, everybody. And fan favorite, Cheat Master, Bloodbath McGrath. Sega. <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't want him to be the villain anymore, Bloodbath. I'm rooting for you. Yeah, somebody else is going to have to take that crown after that beautiful angelic singing there. Um, I can't right. hate him anymore. I'm eating so, hot wings. 
<laughs> Might have to do with the timber of my voice. Nope. <laughs> um, all right. So if this is your first time listening to the show, uh, what we do is we've all chosen our top three. We're going to go around uh, taking our taking turns. So everyone says they're number three, then they're number two. Number ones go at the end with lightning round honorable mentions, and then the top threes from our listeners. Again, today is our top three Super Nintendo games. Um, Super Nintendo was released in 1991 in the U.S., and I feel like for people of our age group, it was one of the major video game consoles of our childhood. So we're going to start by just giving our like history with the SNES. Um, for me, I didn't have one when I was a kid, so I only played at friends' houses um and all of my like playing uh super nintendo games for like long periods of time is on uh basically the switch now because the switch has that new not new but it has that uh online feature where you get uh like five really good super nintendo games and like 75 trash garbage games as part of your subscription so i played a lot on there emulated some here and there uh, they've gotten released on Game Boy and um, Virtual Console on the Wii and stuff like that. So I've played a fair amount, but this is not a console of my childhood the way it is for some people. Um, and as such, I don't have nostalgia for most of these games, uh, which uh, hurts a lot of them, in my opinion. Um, but I'll save that for my list. Uh, Aaron, how about you? What's your history with the Super Nintendo? So, like, the Super Nintendo was the first video game system I ever had, and it, it it's, like, 100% what, like, like, awakened me to becoming, like, a video gamer, and, you know, I, you can tell from, like, the past episodes that we've had that, like, that's what I do, you know, that is my preferred, like, medium of entertainment is video games. Um, so, yeah, it's, I, to me, I think it's one of the most important systems ever created. I think of all of the games that were created for it. Uh, really set the tone for what video games were going to eventually become. Whether it's, I'm not going to get into specific series, but like a lot of the popular series, you can still see uh, things from the Super Nintendo games in them today. You know what I mean? Whether it be like a, a, a game mechanic that they still use, like Mario jumping on a turtle, like you know what I mean, and making the shell come out. Uh, or if it's like stylistic, things that they've kept around forever sidebar and then i'll stop talking about it i only had a super nintendo uh because my dad was like 23 when i got one and uh he heard that there were a lot of like casino games and fishing games on it so he was like i'm buying a super nintendo i guess i'll buy you mario and so but yeah to me the most one of the most important systems ever created and i'm very very hyped to talk about it cool uh alan what is your history with the super nintendo i have very, very little history with the Super Nintendo. Um, my family was a Sega Genesis family. And so when, when Bloodbath chose this topic, I had to sit and, and think of the times that I had actually played a Super Nintendo. Um, and I, I came up with two places that I had played one. And I could <laughs> remember two games that I had played. Um, <laughs> so so that's that's, I guess... Like my history, my my third game, spoiler alert, is from Game Boy, um, because uh, apparently Nintendo didn't create a new game since the original NES until 
the Nintendo 64 that they pretty much just ported one game from system to system. Um, well, a lot of the games on the Super Nintendo were new, but they weren't like new series. I, there's like continuing a lot of series. I guess they started a lot of them too, but a lot they, of Super... they put like Link to the Past on like every system they made. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what uh, Nintendo's done that a ton with a lot of the old games. Like I've never played a Link to the Past on an actual Super Nintendo. It's always been on other stuff. So I get what right. you mean there. Yeah. Um. Okay. And Bloodbath, what's your history with the Super Nintendo? This is your topic that you picked. <laughs> uh, Super Nintendo is my favorite uh, system, uh, hands down. <laughs> and I will uh, absolutely concede that it's at least 80% nostalgia. Like, I'm not about to argue um, that there's any real secret meaning or inherent value to, like, the system, like, beyond, like, the things that have come the evolution of video gaming since then. So, like, it's almost all nostalgia. Um, I think that Super Nintendo is, like, a fun um, crossroads where, like I said before, like, I like retro games, and I think that Super Nintendo is, like, just, like, the perfect era of, like, 16-bit. Like, all the games are fun. Like, the games are unique. I think they're more, in a, in a lot of ways, I think they're a lot more unique than, like, a lot of games that come out today. Um, just, and they're just fun. Um like I said, I mean, I know a lot of it's nostalgia. We got a Nintendo, or we got a Super Nintendo when I was six years old at Christmas. We got four games with it right off the bat, and I was hooked. I played it every single day for like the next five or six years. I think. Twenty-five years. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and this, and I'll say this: I'll I'll piggyback off what Bloodbath said. A lot of uh, the reason I like indie games today is because. Uh, they are improved versions of like the, a lot of them are like improved versions of like, what if Super Nintendo had these sort of like graphical capabilities? Like there are a lot of indie games that, that still do that, like, you know, 16 or 32 bit style uh, really, really well. And they bring back that nostalgia factor. You should check out some of the indie games, Bloodbath. You would love them, dude. Oh, dude, I check them out all the time, dude. They're cool. I'm going to piggyback off of what Aaron just said here. Um, and say that that's kind of the exact same thing with the Sega Genesis. It's it's kind of looking at Nintendo games and then seeing a Sega Genesis game and being like, wow, it's really cool what they were able to do when they used a better machine. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, like more, that, that more game we'll do a Sega episode someday. You can you can you'll get your soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, he's the villain again. Only because he started saying that the machine was better. I think. I, uh, I mean, I think it's a more I, powerful machine. It is a more powerful machine. I don't, think there's, I don't machine. think there's any disputing that. Just terrible marketing. It had to. Be, I mean, it was even cheaper. I don't know what the deal was, but it happened. It had, I, I get it. It it was it was because I mean we we can go through this again if we do a Sega episode, but it was because most of the Sega exclusive games are trash and everyone loves Nintendo exclusive stuff. Correct. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, oh, I, I agree. I agree with Dave. Stack Sonic the Hedgehog up against Mario and Zelda and Metroid and Kirby and that stuff, and it's it's no question. It's not Sonic and Mario. It's Sonic and Donkey Kong, right? 
I mean, Mario is a different Sonic's, kind of game, I think. But Sonic's the only Sega game you could be like, okay, I can use this to compare it because it's the only one that ever... It's like the only like really good like series Sega ever ever did, man. You know what I mean? Like it's the only one you can compare to other games like that. Um, Frank Thomas Big Hurt Baseball. I don't need Ken <laughs> Griffey Jr. Okay. I like I think, them both, dude. I'm not I'm not gonna argue with this. I yeah. think both are awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I All mean right. I like Sega too. I could easily do a Sega list as, as well. Same. Well, we don't need to we don't need to litigate Sega versus Nintendo right here, but we are talking about Nintendo, so that that's all we need to know for this episode. Um so before we get into our lists, um I think that all of us are going to be going on a lot of like well, those of us that can are going to be going on a lot of like nostalgia and just like, oh, this game was fun. I like this game a lot instead of like a like this is objectively the best i think like i'm i'm that i mean i play a lot of video games i have a lot of opinions on video games but i'm not like breaking them down on deep levels like it's more like ah this bothered me or this was fun like that kind of thing so and i think most of us are going to be on that that wavelength with these games too Uh, unless unless one of us wants to get into like real deep critique so um we can go ahead and get started with our lists and uh, since music is one of the best parts of video games, one of the most memorable parts, um, we're going to listen to some music from our picks before the uh, discussion starts. So let's listen to some music from my number three. Number three is Super Metroid. Super Metroid is my number three. Have any of you guys yeah. played Super Metroid? Hell yeah, dude. Fuck yes. Absolutely, man, dude. Okay. Uh, I have not. So, all right. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I didn't play this when I was a kid. I played it for the first time last year um, because I, oh, started, I started to get really into Metroidvania games. Um, like Hollow Knight and uh, Ori in the Blind Forest and uh, stuff like that. And Super Metroid is one of the original, I mean, it's in the name, Metroidvania. Um, and it is like the game that a lot of Metroidvanias try to model their stuff after. Like, have good, have uh, maps that you can explore, have like upgrades that let you explore more of the map and find new upgrades to explore more of the map and stuff like that. And I think Super Metroid does that stuff really well, 
And so it's on my list at number three because of its influence in a genre that I really, really love. I love Metroidvania games. Um, that being said, I've never beaten Super Metroid because I don't think it's very fun to play. I think the controls and the uh, like responsiveness of it are pretty dated and uh, hurt my enjoyment of actually playing the game. But um, I, I think it was a big step in like the direction that that genre took. And I love that genre. Like I didn't hate playing Super Metroid. I didn't beat it because I just like got tired of the way it felt to play, but it's on my list because of its influence and what I, I know that it does all of, a lot of things really, really well. So Super Metroid, my number three. So I just want to say one thing real quick. Like I, I didn't play a ton of Super Metroid, but I did play it. But I always remember it was one of the very first Super Nintendo games I played. At the very beginning of the game, you like get off of her ship and it's nighttime and it's raining. And up to that point in my life, I had never seen a video game where it had either nighttime or raining that like you could tell like what it was. And I just I just remember I would just like run back and forth across that first screen just to see the rain moving and the background moving because it just blew my fucking lid like at that time uh it, it's a cool game they have a, a new one coming out very soon that looks very 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 cool so excited about that it's a good looking game super metroid was definitely going to be on my list in fact it it's maybe only to not make my list because you've already said it and I don't feel like I'm I'm gonna double uh double you guys up on that. Um super, uh Metroidvania games are awesome. Like I think those are like just um an underappreciated genre of video games and uh Super Metroid is definitely kinda like the granddaddy um of those games. And I actually agree with you hundred percent, Dave. Um I played it a little bit when I was a kid and I when I got the uh Super Super Nintendo Mini was on there, and I was super excited to play it. And like playing it, you know, in whatever 2019, 2020, whenever I I ended up picking up the uh, Mini, um, it it is a little challenge, not challenging, but it's a little daunting uh, to play it. Like the the enjoyment level on that game is not totally there the way I kind of thought it was going to be or how I remembered it. Uh, and I think it's partially just because. Um, I think for that game to, to sort of, you know, work its magic on you or kind of do its spell, um, you you have to really invest a lot of time into it. You know, it's not till like you're, you know, a few hours in that you've kind of gotten the uh, mechanics down a little bit and uh, you sort of get the rhythm of the game a, a little to sort of start to, you know, that intuition kind of takes over and then you can kind of see what you're supposed to be doing, when you're supposed to be doing it and how you're supposed to be doing it and to kind of play the way the game wants you to play. So, um, you know, if you devote a lot of time to it, I can see how people like really love that game, but yeah, I don't know, like to just kind of pick it up and play. It's sort of, it's kind of hard. It's, it's a little, it's a little boring. It's, I wouldn't say it's boring. It's just, it's like, it's stiff. It feels like an old game. It's just not yeah, as it, like you're playing an arcade game, man. It's just mechanically it's you're, you're just so accustomed to playing games that have like perfect control that like when yeah. you can only shoot in a diagonal line and not yeah. like kind of a diagonal line, like it, it, you're basically having to revert back to when you were worse at video games. You know what I mean? Like, and that's not the easiest thing to do. So when I played Super Metroid, it was, uh, and then I played um, 
one of the Metroid games from the Game Boy Advance that came out like over 10 years after Super Metroid. And it was just, it felt really great to play. And it had all the good things from Super Metroid and I loved it. And then I played Super Metroid again and it just, it just doesn't feel that good to play. But again, it is like the inspiration for so many other games that I actually do really, really love. So that's why it made my list. But uh, we can move on from Super Metroid and we'll listen to some music from Aaron's number three pick and then we'll hear about it. Actually, like super excited to see it. I, I completely forgot about the music to this game. It shreds so hard. All right, so my number three is going to be F Zero. F Zero is F Zero on the Nintendo sixty four is to me the best racing game of all time. But F Zero on the Super Nintendo was just something you had never seen before. So very quickly, if you don't know what F Zero is, it's a futuristic death racing game set like a couple hundred years into the future. Uh, one, it has the best music ever. Uh, and and, and the, what's really crazy is, you know, I've grown up my whole life with people being like, yo, dude, like, Super Mario Kart. That game kicks ass. And I'm like, I've always just been one of those people that's like, you know, Super, Mar- Super Mario Kart was cool, and Mario Kart 64 was cool. But to me, F-Zero is better than either of those two games. Like, I- I've always been way more into that. Uh First off, you're going, you're traveling so much faster than you are in Mario Kart. Like the screen is actually going faster. Uh, it shows like your miles per hour. It gets really, really in depth with like the the characters and uh, the different cars they have. They have backstories. I mean, Captain Falcon made it to Super Smash Brothers, dude. And like nobody's played these games when I talk about them with people. Like nobody's like, no, I never played F Zero. Uh, but F Zero was one of the games that like I never owned, but like at like for a good two years, pretty much every single time I went to uh, the vi- the, <laughs> the video vault or whatever it was in Covington, I, I always bought F-Zero and I was just like, all right, time to fucking eat warheads and just smash on this game. Uh, another th- thing that made it uh, <clears throat> really, really cool uh, compared to uh, Super Mario Kart was there were a lot more cars on the field and you could die. <laughs> like, yeah. The coolest the coolest thing on that game was like, so you're racing above a city in most of these things. So when you hit like a bad jump or you got like, uh, you got knocked off a wall or something like that, uh, it would fucking send you careening into the city below. You just explode and like compared to you know how big the city looked it's like you if you fly off the track you take out like a small neighborhood it was very funny and the other uh thing i want to talk about it before i stop is that it, it it is a much more pure racing game that a lot of people give it credit for there 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 aren't power ups there aren't items uh to win that game you actually have to be able to 
you, you know, win it, you know, on your own merit, you know, how good you are at it. So uh, number three, F-Zero. Uh, Aaron, <clears throat> you threw a monkey wrench in, man. Like, we talked, we were hanging out the other day, and he was like, oh, dude, I'm picking all, like, RPGs on I this thing. I thought he was like, going all, all right. RPGs, yep. too. Yep, yep. I can't, and I can't. total monkey wrench. That's yeah, I, I can't do it either. I, I don't want to do all, because, like, to me, Super Nintendo is the reason RPGs are great. And I will talk about my favorite RPG later on in the list, but, but like, like I said, like, there were very few RPGs on that system compared to how many different genres of games there were on the, I mean, we talked about yes. earlier, like, you know, yes. there, there's 20% of the games on there are really, really great, but the Super Nintendo had like 485,000 games. Like all it had was games like go on the fucking switch right now and go to their store. There's a million games like that. That's what Nintendo has always done. They, they're, they're always giving you just different kinds of things. And F-Zero, like, like I said, I, I, I don't play racing games, but I F-Zero, Super Nintendo, N64, God, they should absolutely make one uh, for the Switch, you know, someday. It, 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 to me, it's just the, the racing game I've enjoyed the most by far but i just couldn't do all rpgs man i, I just couldn't i'm hoping some of you say yeah. some of them but uh I, I i i had to give credit where credit was due there are a lot of good games that weren't rpgs there were more good games that weren't rpgs on the system so i i just wanted to talk about you know two of them specifically that i think are far and beyond better than the rest all right well with with f-zero um I'm I'm also a big F Zero fan, especially the one on N sixty four. That was uh, game was so good. It was yeah. so good. The the music from the F Zero series is like legit awesome. Um, but Dragon I, Force, dude. <laughs> it it's proto Dragon Force. Um, it's future Dragon Force. Um, but against Mario Kart, like they're they're completely different kinds of racing games. Like you can't get a group of friends together and play F zero in a casual way. It's, it's not a casual game at all. <laughs> it's incredibly difficult. Like it I don't is. Think it's really a thousand percent. The only time I've ever played F zero X was, um, uh, was with a whole bunch of people at like a you know, slumber party. You know, we all got tired of playing, uh, Mario Kart and Golden Knight stuff like that, and somebody put F Zero X in, and I was just like, "This is like the least enjoyable thing ever." <laughs> You're going around the pipes. Yeah, the death race. The death race was so cool, dude. The death race sucked. It took fucking forever. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like somebody who died in the death race. I mean, all right. So F Zero. I don't think fun. I ever won a death race, and they all take two hours. Yeah, they take they take forever. You have to like slowly whittle down the health of thirty. <laughs> oh my god. Loved it. Um, the I don't know. Mario Kart is like, I think Mario Kart is basically perfect as like a a game idea, um, and as like a a casual like um game to play with other people, especially people that are not like practicing that particular game all the time. I feel like if you want to have a multiplayer game of F Zero and have fun, you have to have people that like own the game and play it a lot and know what Correct. they're doing. Correct. My thing is, is like a video game can't be good unless you get unless you get like really, really mad at it. You know what I mean? And <laughs> F-Zero, like, you know, if it had like a stronger competitive like mode on the Super Nintendo, like 
it, it would be my number one. But yeah, you're you're one hundred percent right, dude. But like I said, it's it, the game's kind of a niche. There's really not a whole lot like it. There were a couple things on the sixty four. Um, but yeah, I, I just like like I said, it's 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 a lot to me. It's a, a lot more pure. I, I like the controls a little bit more than I did any of the other racing games on that system. And you know, fucking Samurai Gordo, dude, big old fat guy, purple car, loved him. All right. I also don't think that's his name, but whatever. It sounds like an F Zero name. Um, all right, we can move on from F Zero and uh, let's listen to some music from Alan's number three. My number three is a link to the past. Yeah, the um, game's great. I chose this not because I ever played it on Super Nintendo, because of course I didn't. Um, but I played it on Game Boy, and it was one of my, you know, probably my favorite non-Pokemon game on Game Boy. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have that much to say about it, honestly. Um, the music was <laughs> the music was great um it's really uh, a kind of a cool part of the story of of um the hero of time uh link and so uh yeah i really uh, your guys thoughts on it uh, yeah, i'm gonna so. tell you this this sorry like i'll i'll i two seconds so this is exactly what i said about earlier about how some of these like big series like set the tone like for the rest of the games that came out like after it like a link to the past is the perfect example of that you can see a lot of zelda mechanics and 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 lore and and characterizations that that still continue to this day in like breath of the wild. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're always going to have like, like the just, you know, basically like the bow and arrow concept, the boomerang, you know what I mean? Like the, 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 the I think it was the first time the master sword was in the game. What? Yeah, it was like the first game didn't have one. At least I don't think so, but like it was the first game that introduced elements of, Oh, you got to go to this place and collect three pieces. And then you can unlock the second part of the game. Like it set the tone for every Zelda game that came after it. And I didn't put it on my list, but it is like a 10 out of 10 Super Nintendo game. Yeah, so like it's to kind of elaborate on what Aaron's saying. I've been thinking about these, uh, like the Zelda formula a lot recently because I recently played the game on 3DS called A Link Between Worlds, which is like a, a reimagining of A Link to the Past. And it's like, it's basically perfect. And so it's like, that Zelda formula, you have eight temples or however many temples you go to. You go to a temple, you get a key item that helps you finish that temple and beat the boss and then helps you get to the next temple. And then you do that for however many there are. Then you go fight Ganon. That's what Zelda, like that is the Zelda formula. And it'd been like 
iterated on for decades like all these games ocarina of time majora's mask the like the minish cap all of those games uh link's awakening all of those games twilight princess through the years until they decided to get away from the oracle of seasons and the oracle of ages like yeah they they all follow that same. it's all based on that structure from a link to the past and i think a link i don't like in retrospect like like when I revisit a lot of Zelda games, I don't really like playing them much anymore. Um, like especially some of the older, like or more recent ones. Um, I think a link to the past is really focused on that formula, and there's not a lot of like, there's no like cutscenes and shit. And um, like Twilight Princess has so much fucking talking in it, and like if you go back and play a link to the past, it's just like pure zelda formula straight into your veins if that's what you like then a link to the past is great and also it had the greatest opening like video i'm gonna talk about super nintendo rain for a second time tonight (laughs) so i had the coolest (laughs) video game opening ever uh where you wake up in the middle of the night and like your uncle or whoever is gone you gotta like sneak into the castle and shit and you gotta like run through the fucking village at nighttime in the rain. And I would just like, uh, just like you mentioned, I would just run around the town. I'm like, Oh my God, it's nighttime and raining. This is the fucking coolest thing I've ever played. <laughs> Tune in next time on a top three podcast for top three, super Nintendo rain. effects. <laughs> all, all time rain effects. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh link to the past is good. It's not on my list. I've never played more than half of it. I always seem to get just, you know, zelda it out and stop playing it again i didn't play this when i was a kid i played it for the first time uh maybe when i was in college hmm. so um alan just real quick i mean i love a link to the past and it's great um do you uh do you feel like the kind of like stripped down version of you know the the bare bones um uh, version of this game versus you know what everything that comes after it. Do you do you think that it? Um, do you think it still stands on its own, or do you think it's like you know you had to put like an asterisk up by it? But like, well, you know, for Super Nintendo Zelda game, it's good, but you know, it's no Ocarina of Time or you know, blah 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 blah. I mean, does the does that stripped down version of it still like you know, you you know, love it just as much? As far as without like the advanced graphics or like the crazy sort of gameplay, having a hang glider and a horse and all of that stuff, without that same without that same immersion that you get on next, you know, you know I, different honestly, consoles. I I probably haven't played it in yeah you know, twenty years or something like that. Um, I th- I didn't I played it before I was in college. I think I played it when I was. Like ten? No, probably after I moved to Troy. So maybe, maybe like twelve or thirteen, I guess when I played it. Um, I I was the same way as Dave. I I played it probably like seven times or something like that, and I think I only got all the way through it once, maybe. But I don't even remember if I finished it all the way. Um, but I spent a lot of hours playing it. Um, I I'm just curious because I, I know. I think that, you know, from what I recall, it was it was challenging in a different way um, and entertaining in a different way than, I guess, Ocarina of Time. 
But like Dave was saying, the concept is the same. So I, I do think it was pretty satisfying. Um, obviously not visually as satisfying, but the music was still good. And, you know, it was on a Game Boy. So, yeah, I just I just remember every time I played um, the, uh, Zelda for Super Nintendo, you know, it, I, it just it just felt like just a, a just a, a basic playing like game to me like it never had it was never special to me by any means and then it wasn't until like ocarina of time that i was like oh this these are really special games and you know they're interesting in the story and everything like that so it just i that game's always just you know for like i said i'm a big retro game guy but like that one almost like you know it's the exception that like proves the rule for me it's like that that one something is lost like it's not the story isn't as entertaining as it is on the, you know, better consoles because it just, there's something that's just lost. Well, I'll say this, like, you're definitely right about it not having the story, but, like, as somebody who played it, like, on Super Nintendo, like, at that time, it was, like, by far the most immersive game I had ever played. Like, it, it was by far the game that had the most cohesive story, like, in, like, a, you know, grand adventure game that I had ever played. So, like, yeah, of course that kind of shit gets lost over time. But like I said, like, the its strength has come in, you know, what still exists in the series today, you know, from that game. Like, you know, the Legend of Zelda games were not cool. They were actually, like, very bad and lame. Like, I, I didn't play A Link to the Past until a lot later when I started playing the Super Nintendo because uh, my dad bought it for me, and it, it's, like, the reason I, like, started playing Zelda games, because I had played the other games on regular Nintendo, and I was just like, oh, these are trash. But, like, that game specifically right there, like, like I said, it's it, 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 it's, it was very, very immersive and very, very well done and had a very cohesive, you know, story, regardless of what it is, because Zelda games never have, like, really awesome stories, you know? So I guess... um I had kind of like a different experience then because I played Link to the Past after I played Ocarina of Time, which I think it was kind of the major evolution of the gameplay as opposed to like the story. Yeah, from one to the other, yeah, for sure. And so like, you know, I I got to know all of those elements uh, through Ocarina of Time and probably Majora's Mask as well before I played um, A Link to the Past. And so going back and playing a link to the past, even though I hadn't played it before was almost nostalgic. Um, because you saw all of the things that were in, um, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask thematically. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a Zelda game. All, all right. of the Zelda games have certain things, um, that no matter if you, no matter which games you've played in the series, if you play any Zelda game, it's like, oh, there's my there's my buddy. He's in every single Zelda game. Like, I know that guy. Even if they're different <laughs> characters uh, with different names, there's like archetypes that repeat and stuff like that. Um, right. Yeah, dude. The as far as story goes, like, I wanted to jump back to that. I think like most Super Nintendo games, like aside from the RPGs, I don't think most Super Nintendo games have stories worth like knowing or like correct most, which, which most is why this... have, most of them don't have stories which is why zelda probably why yeah. part of why a link to the past hit like there's no story in mario there's no story in kirby games there's no story in like and they can be explained Donkey in two Kong sentences Country. yeah right like there's the back of the case well well i'm very excited then to give you my number three 
Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> he's let's... gonna recap the whole story in two hours. <laughs> Before we hear about it, let's listen to some music, and then we'll get bloodbaths number three. putting my list together i'm just like aaron i kept thinking to myself what sorry i kept thinking to myself like i wanted to like highlight different kinds of video games especially like in for the super nintendo because there's a lot of games on here that like they there's a lot of types of and genres of games they don't make anymore so i really wanted to do to talk about a couple of beat-em-ups uh beat-em-ups are usually like you know uh Ninja Turtles or, you know, things like that where you, like, walk to the right, you beat up all the enemies with your fist or whatever weapons you have, and it's just, you know, punch and repeat. So, uh, for my number three, my pick is going to sound a little silly, but it is Maximum Carnage, the Spider-Man video game for Super Nintendo. Okay. Uh, And I'm super excited that you chose to do music because... uh, Famously, uh, Maximum Carnage, the soundtrack is done by the band Green Jelly. Um, they had that song in the early 90s. They had that like rendition of like the Three Little Pigs. It's like a punk metal version of it. It was on what MTV. But... I, I guarantee you, you're the only person who knows what that song is. <laughs> Green Jelly is an awesome band name, though. Like, let's let's they, chill for they, they're That's terrible, but they made the soundtrack. For, I'm sure they, they are. made the soundtrack for this game. So anyway, uh Maximum Carnage uh, basically follows the storyline of the um, Carnage, the Maximum Carnage um, comic book event that took place in the Spider-Man comics around this time in the early 90s, where uh, Carnage breaks out of the insane asylum and he goes on a rampage with a few other villains and it's up to Spider-Man and, v- and Venom to team up and take him down. <clears throat> uh, I like it. First of all, it's, you know, like I said, I, I wanted to talk about beat-em-ups, and, you know, this is a great one that I like to play all the time. I never owned it, but I would always go to the video store and rent it every time I could. It had, the cartridge was red instead of gray, which I always thought was, like, kind of, like, badass. Oh, hell um, yeah. Bro, that yeah, is dude, so sure. bad, bro. When it was a different color, like, the game yes. hit different. It yeah, hit dude. Differently, yes. dude. Tony Hawk Pro Skater had a blue one. Like, those... Yes. Donkey Kong Country 64 had the yellow one, bro. They hit differently. Because yeah, you, you were holding sure. grand technology, bro. Yeah. When you got that gold Ocarina of Time cartridge... Woo! Woo! <laughs> All right. Go, <laughs> go ahead, shirt off. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's nothing super crazy about the gameplay. Like I said, you just... You know, you play half the game of Spider-Man. You just you walk to the right. You punch villains. You have a couple web attacks. Not a whole lot. Um, there's a bunch of cool power-ups. You can grab these little uh, power-ups in the corner of the screen, and like you can push a button, and like Captain America sh- will show up for two seconds and help you fight, or like uh, 
Iron Man will show up for a couple seconds and help you fight and stuff like that. Uh, what I really like about the game, too, is that it showcases um, my whole uh, fandom of Spider-Man all started with, like, the early 90s, like, um, Seth McFarlane, uh, or sorry, Scott McFarlane, uh, his, like, run on uh, Spider-Man for, like, the early 90s before he went off and did Spawn, um, that, like, kind of gothic, like, weird you know, kind of, like, gritty version of Spider-Man with, like, Venom and Carnage. Like, those are always, like, the main characters in, like, all the storylines. And um, same thing for, th- for this game. Uh, so it's, like, it's double nostalgia for me. It's nostalgia for, like, comic books and Spider-Man and, like, video games. And it's all rolled into one package. And, like, it's just, you know, it's just a really fun beat-em-up. The, char- the enemies are just, like, random New York Street, like, thugs that you just, like, punch, like, over and over again, the same enemy, like, a hundred <laughs> times over. Um yeah, just dudes like wearing like basketball short, like early night, like they're just wearing basketball shorts and trench coats, and just they look silly as hell. And uh, it's just a ton of fun. Red bandanas. Yeah, for sure. And 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 again, like I said, it just I like after like Super Nintendo, like and maybe some PlayStation games, like beat 'em ups kind of don't really exist anymore. Like there's no like I don't know of any that are out on like PS4, PS5 where you're just like you know walking around like punching the you know, very little plot. Very little like mechanics or gameplay other than just like you walk to the right, just punch. Um, well, Bloodbath, so, I'll tell yeah. you just uh, before I forget, um, uh, Streets of Rage 4 gets like huge acclaim from people who like beat those games up. are dope. Yeah, dude, those games are fucking awesome. Streets of exactly Rage, those, what I those was are gonna fine. Say, dude. Those are fine. Yeah. Um, but those like, are the I, best versions of the I'm telling you, game. I'm telling you, like, if you want a new beat em up that people like, Streets of Rage 4 is the one everyone talks about. Also, that Scott Pilgrim game got re- got re-released uh, like last year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I personally, I hate beat-em-ups. I've never played one that I enjoyed, so I don't have anything to contribute. I've Because I feel ah. like back in the Super Nintendo, uh, like Sega Genesis, uh, like arcade machines too, beat-em-ups were like one of the huge genres. And I've, I've probably played like 15 of them, like all the, you know side scrolling like spider-man batman games used to be the like simpsons that. game uh, golden ninja turtles yeah yeah ninja turtles i hate i hated power every rangers. single one of them yeah the power rangers too didn't like <laughs> yeah, any I love of the them. power rangers game the power rangers great. game on game gear was really fun but it was i don't remember was. it side scrolling like through whole levels i remember more like boss fights like that yeah um, but anyway, that's I don't have anything to contribute because I don't like beat 'em ups as a genre, and I'm I'm glad that they went away. <laughs> <laughs> but but then, that's kind of my thing. Yeah, well, and that's kind of my thing. Like they they really like like after like the mid '90s or maybe early like I mean they don't really get made anymore. Like that's again why I was like this is like, I had to mention one, and I know a lot of people throw out Turtles in Time. Uh, for Super Nintendo as being like the best one, and it is really good. I also just want to throw out their um, Predator vs. Aliens is a really good one. Um, but like I said, this one I just I rented it all the time. It was fun. I had the red box, and I just you know there was something you know it just made that connection with like you know Spider Man in the early nineties like just kind of you know culture for me. So it, and it's again like a hundred percent nostalgia. Like I'm sure like if I were to play it, I I mean there's no way for me to play it today. If I was if I had the ability, I'm sure I'd be like, oh, this is heartbreakingly terrible. So <laughs> that's what happens when we go back and play a lot of games from our childhood. Um or in my case when 
because I didn't have Super Nintendo, when I go back and play all the games that people are like, oh, this is the best game ever made. I played it when I was nine years old and I go back and play it and I'm like, I don't like this at all. This feels super dated, um, which we may Why get does into. the character look like they're wearing a mask? They're Actually, not wearing a mask. I just want to say this real quick. Uh, when you talk about what things look like, I think Super Nintendo and like 16-bit in general has aged very, very well. Like Nintendo 64 and like PS1 games look like shit, but Super Nintendo games, they look awesome. So. <laughs> exactly. Because exactly. That's, that's exactly what they wanted it to look like. If they could have made the Nintendo 64 better, they, you know, I understand there's the marketing thing where you don't want to release your best technology, but like, the Super Nintendo was exact, like when they pictured what the perfect video game system was with the technology that they had at their hand, the Super Nintendo is, it's, it's perfect. It is exactly what you wanted uh, with, with that sort of technology. And that's why you have so many indie games that are modeled after it now, because it still looks cool. Like if yeah. you're into that, you know, like artistic style, which I, I am and a lot of people are, man. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. Um, okay. 100%. All right, let's uh let's move it into number 2s. We're going to listen to some music from my number 2. Is NBA Jam Tournament Edition my number? I was, two. I was, oh, dude, I I was gonna it. get so mad if you didn't say Tournament Edition, dude. Great. Like I was, I was gonna get real, <laughs> real, real mad. Come on, man, so here's I know the my real shit. question, Dave. Uh, did you play as Muggsy Bogues? And if you didn't, why not? Uh, I did not play as Bugsy Bogues because he's so small you couldn't see what he's doing on the. <laughs> he he looked like a he looked like a fucking gopher just running. Around. Um, Here's the thing uh, on NBA Jam Tournament Edition, uh, my two favorite teams. So like my favorite team when I was a little kid was the Bulls. But Michael Jordan wasn't in that game. No, he wasn't. Uh, because right. Michael, uh, I don't remember exactly the year that that game came out, but it, either it came out when he was retired or it was just like every other basketball game. Michael Jordan didn't let people use his likeness in games. Mike, that's that's probably what it was, dude. He so, was kind of an asshole I, about yeah. that. You could still be Tony Kukoc, though. Yeah, it was Pippen and Kukoc uh, on the Bulls. And um, my other favorite team, the Lakers, their, their lineup was not very good. I think I, I can't remember. Dave, Bloodbath had a question. Go ahead, Bloodbath. I didn't have a question. Okay. Oh, I thought you said who's Kukoc. No, I said I, that's who I like to play as. It was yeah. him and occasionally Pippen. And I'm pretty sure the game came out in like 94. 95 it came out while he was retired that was when michael jordan was retired then yeah so yeah i'm pretty sure so nba jam is so you have uh two kinds of sports games right you have the ones that are trying to be realistic 
And then you have the ones that are like, fuck it, we're going to make the most fun game possible. And NBA Jam is like 100% on the let's make the most fun game possible side of the sports game spectrum. And I absolutely love it. It's like, I'm I'm really like sad that it's not on the uh, the Switch online like SNES catalog because NBA Jam was so much fun. Um, we spent a lot of time even in college like, drinking beers and like just playing nba jam over and over again um (laughs) and like fun it was always like i feel like you could get like really good at that game but it was still like real janky in a lot of ways and like you could make full court shots like (laughs) if you 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 like press you like press the wrong button and like shoot it from the other free throw line and you would still make it (laughs) and and that's the game is you're always you're you're like 20% of the time happen from anywhere, man. Yeah. All right. So it can happen from anywhere in NBA Jam. That is what made it fun. Um I'm gonna look up the rosters real quick. Uh but like Aaron, who I you have to let me guess. You have to let me guess. uh, I assume you played as the Hornets. I did, yes. So um who was on who's on the Hornets? Do you know? (sighs) Man, I I know it was one hundred percent Muggsy Bogues because I was excited, but I believe it was uh Alonzo Morning and and Larry Johnson, or maybe it was Kendall Gill or Del Curry. Fuck, it could have been there were there were like there were a couple of NBA jam games. I'm trying I'm very I'm trying I'm struggling to figure out like which one that's because they were all different. Yeah, yeah. I think Muggsy was only in like I'm pretty sure he was only in the first one or the turn. I don't right, think so he was in the all Hornets. Of them. The Hornets had Larry Johnson and Alonzo Mourning. Hell yeah, hell yeah. That was a lot of fun. Big man, bang city, dude. They're still hitting half court threes. Alonzo Mourning too. <laughs> um, yeah. So I didn't uh, like I didn't play as the Lakers because their lineup was like it was Anthony Peeler and Vladi Divas. Uh, I was gonna say, dude. I I that. That would have been the one to ask me that the I real, was, uh, the real, I the, the real best, uh, the best roster was the Warriors because they had like Chris Weber and Chris Mullen, or ah, Chris Mullen and Tim Hardaway, and you could just like Tim bomb Hardaway, the entire right. yep. game. Over, yeah, that uh, NBA Jam was so good. Even the remake game that they made for 360 was a ton of fun. Yeah, dude, they they put that one out on the Wii as well, where like they use like the their real faces or whatever. That yeah. was very, very, very funny. Yeah. And I'll say this, like, uh, I, I, I keep going back to like different animations that I remember just because uh, like when you uh, go on fire by shooting a like like shooting a jump shot in that game and watching the net just like burn from the bottom up completely yeah. out of the hoop was just, oh, my God, dude, like I am kind of hard right now just thinking about that fucking <laughs> fire animation, dude. dude All right. Me. It's good. It went away. I'm fine. The now. animation of uh of you like swinging your elbows to clear people away from you is very <laughs> funny in that game too. That's how, that's how I learned to get offensive rebounds, Dave. Don't 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 bring that back up. Hey, James was so good, dude. Um, it's uh like you said, dude. Like you know, they they didn't try and be realistic. It's very cartoonish, and like they found like just such a a sweet spot of. Simple and fun and just dynamic and like they kept the game. Ender. I mean, like I would, ah, dude. I could put. I remember being little and like playing that game for like ten hours straight. Sometimes like just you know getting better and better and like you know every time I shoot the ball, it's on fire and I'm like, this is so awesome. Um, you can. Uh, I don't know if you can play it anywhere other than this, but um, the same company that makes like the 
slightly smaller arcade, arcade cabinets like I have at my house for Ninja Turtles, there's an NBA Jam uh, mm-hmm. arcade cabinet. So you could buy that and set up in your house and play NBA Jam with, with three friends. Mm. I also think that like the best like video game sports games are the ones that don't try and take themselves too seriously. It's kind of why I like kind of fell out of playing like Madden or like 2K or whatever because I'm like you're trying so hard to be realistic but we don't have the capability of making a realistic sports game. Like the the best sports games are the arcade ones or the ones that go out of their way to be yeah. cartoony and over the top. I mean, like yeah, right, NFL exactly. Blitz. That that's exactly what you could compare it to, man. 2K uh, and, like 2K specifically got so realistic that it was not fun to play anymore. It's not real. It's not. I don't even think it's realistic, dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the game doesn't work like basketball works. Like Madden does not work like real football works. And it's like, you have this like knowledge of how the game actually works. If you ever played it or you watch enough of it and then you go and you play Madden, you're like, no, 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 no. See like the offensive line, like you're, you're an offensive lineman. You wouldn't do that right there. Or like you're a wide receiver. Oh, you wouldn't do that right there. Or like in 2k, you're just like, why is Shaq taking mid range jumpers? Like that makes no fucking sense. Like, so I, I I would say that like the I I agree the NBA Jam is on my short list of honorable mentions and I I think it's one of the best sports games a- ever made like straight yeah. up. This is a topic that I would like to do on the show sometimes top three sports games and I oh think man NBA that'd Jam be such a be cool well that's such a cool top three yes um, sir yeah Jam would have been on my list but I played Sega Genesis so I thought it was odd Sega but was I mistaken I thought it was maybe I've been saying. It was on Sega, but I played it, so it wasn't for Super Nintendo, you know. I think you're I think you're splitting hairs too much with your list. Like I I played this on Super Nintendo. I played it in the arcades. I played it emulated. I'm still, you know, still on my list. No no no. I, I want Alan to save his ammunition for our Sega games episode. No, I like, mean I like, you know, I, I dig, like we it. had the we had the discussion last week or the other week and Bloodbath wanted to do Super Nintendo and not 90s like pre-3d video games okay you know? i figured we'll do a, Sa- we'll the do script, a Sega episode at some point all right all right all right uh so we can move on from nba jam then and let's listen to some music from aaron's number two super nintendo game <laughs> Okay, so I changed my mind. I have to do two RPGs. Like as we're talking about this and everything's coming ah, back to me, I have. <laughs> I am. I am. I am a bootlicker to the system. But my number two favorite Super Nintendo game is Super Mario RPG. Right? Wasn't going to put it in there, but All it is right. clearly the second best Super Nintendo game. So when I when I was a little kid, like I, I got hardcore into the Super Nintendo and uh, my favorite games were the Mario games. Like I, I love them. I played them all the time. And I played a couple RPGs and I was like, fuck, I love RPGs. I really wish the Mario games would make an RPG. And then I, I used to get a subscription to Nintendo Power that my mom got me for my birthday. Jealous. So uh, they had a page on there was like upcoming games and and they would show all the games. And one day I opened up one of the issues that I got. It said Super Mario RPG. And I was like, 
Nintendo, have you been reading my diary? Like I, I was like, that was the very first time I was ever like excited for a new game that was coming out. I was like, Oh shit. Like this is like, this is like bringing together my two favorite games at this point. And, uh, it, it is also like probably the best like example of like having a lot of expectations for a game and the game nailing it on every single level that you want it to be on. Super Mario RPG is a good RPG for a thousand different reasons. Um, and you could argue that it was better than most of the RPGs that were on there. Like the battle system was, they, they did such a good job of incorporating like the, what Mario was and turning it into a, turn-based JRPG. Uh, there are characters in that game that aren't in any other video game. Uh, you, you know, there's Mallow, who was a, a wonderful character with a wonderful backstory. Never seen him in another game. There's Gino. He, had a, he was a wonderful character with a wonderful backstory. You've never seen him in another game. I'll, I'll say this. like I don't think any of the Mario RPGs to come after it, whether it's I mean, I guess it's all just like Paper Mario, but none of those Paper Mario games ever brought me the enjoyment that that game brought me. Um, and like, like I said, it was just, it was the perfect combination. It's like when they did Kingdom Hearts, right? You were like, oh, I like Disney and I like, you know, Square. Like, and then they brought it together so seamlessly and, and it just worked on every, it wasn't weird, you know, seeing Cloud or Sephiroth in, in Kingdom Hearts. Like, it it wasn't weird uh, when they transitioned from like platforming, like side scrolling games to an RPG, like and it really spoke to like what Nintendo was doing at the time and the kinds of people that they had in that they could just be like, okay, we have this idea and they have people on, on, on board to be like, okay, we're going to make this version of the game. I'm going to stop talking about it now, but Super Mario RPG number two. Aaron, you should know that they did make other Mario and Luigi RPGs. They were just on the DS. Yeah. Right. And and that's fair. And I never played them, but I, I, I cannot imagine that they're better than Super Mario RPG. I just I just can't think there's the no one. Way. Uh, the one called Bowser's Inside Story is like widely regarded to be like one of the best RPGs ever made. You should get a hold of it somehow. Yeah, I was gonna say, how can I get a hold of it? Because like when when somebody says that, I'm like, huh, huh. OK, like I'm I'm willing to give it a chance. You can get a uh, like an emulator DS and like emulate uh, DS games on it. Um, that's one way to do it. Yeah, um, I've played part of Super Mario RPG, and I don't remember why I stopped playing. I never beat it, but I enjoyed it. Um, and it's on my list of like games that I want to play again. Like I want to play through that series um, because uh, I don't know if i like want to play paper mario again um i would i would like to just leave that in like the good feelings in my memories zone and not like disturb it from there because i have a feeling if i went and played, that's like, a very good way to put it if i went and played the super or this the n64 paper mario game i'm pretty sure that i would get super bored and it would like you know cloud it's, it's, my, it's my just too easy it. it's just too easy super mario rpg is difficult like it's it's it was what like it is a, Ninten a Super Nintendo games were not easy by any means, except for those dumb beat em up games that some people like. Uh, but no, like they, they were not. I'm just kidding. I love you, Bloodbath. You're not a villain anymore. But like Super Nintendo games were not easy. And like, yeah, it's like, you know, a very basic JRPG, but it has all those RPG elements. Like, there, it, it is hard. The bosses are 
there's some of them are extremely difficult. <laughs> like, you know, so I, I, I agree. Going back and playing Paper Mario, like that game was the easiest fucking RPG like I've ever played in my entire life. Like Super Mario yeah. RPG is, is, is a much better well mode game. And you're right. Don't go back and play it, dude. And I'm not going to either. You should you should find a way to get a hold of one of the DS games and play those because I hear they're. Yeah. If it's widely regarded as the best RPG of, I mean, that's why I played Persona, man. I'm like, if somebody tells me that, I'm like, well, you know, I'm the RPG guy. You know, I got, I, I got to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Mario RPG, R- gosh, Super Mario RPG is great. Um, you know, I've talked about it before on this podcast, so I'm not going to go into it like super heavy, but you know, good pick, man. I, I I honestly didn't think you were going to go that route. I thought you, I thought you had two different number one uh, picks up there uh, for yeah, RPGs. Um, well, let's so, chill like, because I think we all know what I'm going to talk about next. I don't. <laughs> but um, I have two that I th- I, I, I legit I don't either. I know your number one is one of these two other RPGs, but I'm Correct. not sure which one it is. Correct. No, I think you do. I don't know, man. Um. <laughs> my, yeah. my number one's that spider-man game that blub said that i've never played <laughs> yeah <laughs> um all right so, well uh, let's go ahead alan so i i didn't play super mario rpg so i don't really have anything you, to say you about it don't I, say. I do i do want to say i am super jealous that your mom got you a nintendo power subscription and that was that was like one of those things where like every time we would go to the store i'd be like Mommy got buy me that Nintendo Power, and she just like looked in the book and and was like, "Oh, I could just like save Aaron being a piece of shit in the store if I just pay fourteen dollars a year instead of eight dollars every month." Yeah, exactly. Like, Hell yeah! That's Hell yeah! What you call, that's Mom, do you call there? Pro, that's what you call pro parenting, right there. That's pro parenting, bro. Like I was an unbearable <laughs> ass little kid. Like she, she was, all right, cool, got you, dog. Whatever. I just imagine. I just imagine Aaron throwing a tamper, a temper tantrum. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, I just imagine Aaron throwing a temper tantrum in the middle of a grocery store. I don't want you guys to think that of me. End of statement. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on from Super Mario RPG. We'll listen to some music from Alan's number two Super Nintendo game. Nintendo game that is my second favorite of the two Super Nintendo games that I played. Um, <laughs> what could it be? Is Donkey Kong Country? Yeah, that um, game is d- deserving of being a number two game for sure. It, it, I mean, I hope so. Um, it, it was a lot of fun. It was mostly fun because it reminded me of Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, <laughs> obviously available on the Sega Genesis. Um, that we had in my living room. 
<laughs> um, no, Donkey Donkey I see, Kong Country I see, was a lot of fun. I see how it's gonna my, be. Uh, my cousins had a had a Super Nintendo, and I played their Super Nintendo a couple a couple times. Uh, and they had Donkey Kong Country. I remember you got to uh, collect bananas and big gold letters that spelled Kong and uh, ride a rhinoceros. Um, and a frog a, too. Oh, that was and, so neat. And a, and a frog. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was it was fun. I think were the bad guys like rats or something. I think they were just like lizards. giant, like alligator lizards. Yeah. Oh yeah, they were. They were lizards. That's right. Okay. Yeah, I think they were called um, Crocs. I think that's what they called them. Kind of, kind of reminded me of uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, the third Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic and Tails, because you got to be Donkey and Diddy Kong, I think. And like when one died, the other one would would come up, and you'd get to be the other one. Um, and that's kind of like Sonic Three because. Except you didn't get two lives in Sonic the Hedgehog because that it was like a real game. You just they didn't just give you two <laughs> lives every time. Um, He's the villain. You know, but you could switch between Sonic and Tails. Um, but yeah, so my number two is is Donkey Kong Country. To me, and I'm not going to talk about it a lot because I have a feeling I'll talk about it again sometime on our podcast eventually. But Donkey Kong Country to me had the best super nintendo graphics like i think they did the best job of like you know graphically trying to show what they were going for they the graphics in that game were very very cool like the 3d stuff looked like 3d but without being like straight lines you know what i mean the the graphics were very very cool and one more thing uh when donkey kong died it switched to diddy kong it did this thing where it would like stop the game and it would blink three times to give the second player like a second to you know sit up in their chair and adjust themselves that that was awesome (laughs) i i got to agree with you on that it was like really a a pretty game like the graphics were good for the for the time it was like almost on par with a Sega Genesis game. Yeah, dude, it looked um, like a Sega game straight up. Like it, it, it right. you know what I mean? Like it looked kind of like a Sega game. Um, I will save my comments for later. Excellent, ah. excellent. He's gonna pick that Spider-Man game again. I'm swooping in yeah. now. I'm swooping in now to say I don't have much to say because I don't like Donkey Kong Country, except the minecart sections are fucking awesome. Super cool. Oh, yeah. Did you play the did you play the Donkey Kong Country game they made for the Switch? No, dude. No. I don't I don't <laughs> like uh ouch, ouch. Did you see how mad Dave gotta be? He's the villain. That game is great. Just FYI. It's like Donkey Kong Country Every, on crap. It's called, it's called Tropical Freeze. I know it's I know everyone yes. says it's great. I just don't like that kind of game. Everyone says that uh Ukulele 2 is excellent. Like it's like the new Donkey Kong Country, basically. Yeah. And I bought it, and I don't like uh, it. At so all. did I. I just, I just Same, don't like dude. those games. So I, uh, yeah, I, I just think comparing Ukulele to like Ukulele's 3D. You know, Donkey Kong Country is just a 2D platformer, like every no, other mean, fucking Ukulele. Ukulele Two is a side-scrolling Donkey oh, Kong shit. Country game. Fair. I guess uh, I only played the first Ukulele. Yeah, the second one is like basically a Donkey Kong Country game. Yeah, I just don't like those games that much, though. Uh, sections where you're on the mine carts or you're shooting through cannons, those are fun. But those are, oh man, mm-hmm. shooting yeah. like trying to shoot through hornets as two barrels are moving and it's constantly like switching, which you're right. Those, le- those are like some of the best levels 
in all of the Super Nintendo games. Like those minecart levels were intense. And uh, and again, this is kind of why it's close to Sonic or closer to Sonic than it is to Mario's because it was fast. The fast game, like you know, you you have to be on your feet the entire right. time. Whereas Mario games, you you could like take a second and think about what you're about to do. Sonic and Donkey Kong, man, like no, you're you're on your feet, and if you die, you go back to the beginning of the level and you remember, like, okay, I got to dodge right here, like right, or I got to bounce off him at this exact point. Yeah, you know? I always thought Sonic was too fast. That's why I don't like Sonic. It is, it is too, it is too fast, dude. That's that's why Sega doesn't have new systems anymore, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, like I appreciate Donkey Kong Country. I know that they are like good platforming games. I just don't like playing them myself. Um, so, uh, I think maybe if I grew up with a Super Nintendo and like playing two player with my brother or something like that, I would probably like have grown up with that muscle memory and enjoyed it. But like, I don't have it and I don't like it these days. So that's all. Um, so we move on to Bloodbath, and here's some music from Bloodbath's number two. Number two is Secret of Mana. Ooh, oh God, and... damn! That's such a good game. It was all I couldn't use it, dude. It, it, that's such a good game. I'm sorry. I'll shut up, dude. Please talk about it. it. I feel so. I feel for RPGs for the Super Nintendo. It's it's going to come down to three, and I I'm only going to say that this one is definitely probably in the number three category because I feel one and two are one of these are probably on your. It's probably your number one, Aaron. Um, but again, Secret of Mana is one that uh, doesn't get talked about a lot, but it is like definitely considered um, by people who like the RP, the JRPGs of this era, like as one of the better ones. Um, it's a little closer. It's closer to uh, to the past than it is um, Final Fantasy, any of the Final Fantasy games, which I find really interesting. Um, just the mechanics and the gameplay. Um, just you know, it it's varied a little bit, and I and I appreciate that. I think that's neat. Um, you just a, a, they did it in a really interesting way. Um, I mean, I I I almost don't even know what to say about this game. It it's really it's super well done. It's very entertaining. It's got a really good story, and um, you know, it's 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 along the lines of a lot of these games of this era where um, it's the uh the it, it's a very open ended story. Like you can get different endings. And you can kind of, you can take the, you know, 
the story can change based on the actions and the things that you do in the game, which I think for Super Nintendo was pretty revolutionary. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like I said, Aaron's going to throw out uh, another RPG that's probably going to be slightly better than this one, but uh, this is definitely a gem if anybody hasn't played it, Secret of Mana. All right, so two things. One, they just uh, re-released an updated version of Secret of Mana, and I'm just waiting for it to go on sale. Like They made it like 3D and everything. They also released Legend of Mana, the PlayStation game, which I think is one of the most underrated RPGs of all time. And I think the the, the word you use that best describes Secret of Mana is revolutionary. Like... You're, you are absolutely right there. You know, there, there, there were games that came after it where you could have different innings and do that. But it was it was really like it, 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 I don't think it was the best story, you know, told uh, through an RPG. Uh, but it was uh, it was on that level of like the 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 Mount Rushmore of Super Nintendo RPGs to me. Uh, another huge thing that it did, and it was the first uh, game that I remember playing that you could do this. And Legend of Mana, the second game, was also one of the only ever games uh, that I can remember you doing this at those times where it was co-op. Like in the Super Nintendo game, you could hook up a second controller and play as one of the other characters in the party. And at that time, it was just that you you didn't have you didn't have RPGs like that. But you could like plug in your controller, you could take over one of the other characters and uh, fight in the battles, like change their equipment, like that. That's something that is like standard now. But like back then, it was like that. That's like a selling point. You know, uh, I'm glad we got to talk about Secret of Mana. It, it is a very good story. Uh, pretty graphically, like pretty good for like an RPG. It had a really, really fun like uh, turn-based battle system. Uh, I love that game, man. The the only thing I will say real quick, um, Secret of Mana is is phenomenal. Um, the, I had a game. It's uh, it was one of the first games I got for Super Nintendo. Uh, I got it when we got this system when I was six years old. Uh, it's it was called Ninja Boy, and it's super similar to Secret of Mana in terms of like uh, it was co op. You could play as two different. There's only two characters, but like you guys played it. It was done as an RP. It's like a JRPG. You'd have an overworld map that you'd walk around on, and then you'd encounter you know, enemies, and then that's when like the um, RPG RPG elements would start for like the traditional kind of battle system, but then it would it would give you that option, and then sometimes you would end up in like a brawl state in which like you would just can each player would control their own character, and like you would just fight enemies on the screen like like a normal brawler, and it would go back into like the RPG mode, and then it would go back into like an overworld mode. Um, so uh, I'm just saying like that was one that was similar, uh, you know, tangent I guess that was one that was similar to that, but yeah. Um, Secret of Mana for sure, like introduced a lot of like different gameplay mechanics that, again, you know, doesn't get brought up like some of the other games do. So, fair enough. I never played Secret of Mana. I they like Aaron said they re-released like several of the games in that series together. On yeah, the there's Switch. a new one too. Yeah. Um, but there's just so many even like even though i love jrpgs there's just so many of them i have to you know pick and i just didn't play this one yet i'm not sure i will uh just because there's again there's so many games probably so outdated dude like that 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 kind of game all that they like made it like my gut instinct was to buy it for 40 dollars, and i was like you know what like i'm probably not it's probably like like we said it's probably more of a nostalgia thing because it was one of those introductory games like i'll wait until they put it on like a game pass or they make it like 
10 bucks and then I'll swoop it up because I, I don't think it, it, when I go back and play it, I'm going to be like, oh, this is as good as I remember it because it's probably not. It's, it's on the Super Nintendo Mini and it still is That's pretty cool. legit. It's it's That's pretty cool. legit. You can come. I I'll let you borrow it. You can play it, and you can tell me. Like I I think it. I wouldn't. I mean, you can probably pick it apart a little bit, but it it holds up pretty well. Fair enough. All right, uh, let's move into number ones. Before we do, we'll hear a word from our sponsor. Hey everybody, before we do our number one picks, we'd like to talk to you about that magical drink, the one that makes this podcast possible. That's right, we're talking about coffee. At a top three podcast, we are in way different time zones, and we record super late at night for for most of us, actually, and coffee is what makes it all tick. We're proud to share with you one of our favorite local roasteries, Barbell Brew. Barbell Brew provides single-origin coffee beans that are air-roasted in small batches on location in Troy, Ohio, and they're available for shipping nationwide. Check them out at barbellbrew.com, where you can find pre-ground or whole bean coffee in several different varieties, or sign up for their Coffee of the Month program for a curated caffeination experience. We also have an exclusive deal for our listeners... 20% off your first order using the promo code TOP3 at checkout. That's the promo code TOP3, that's the number 3 in there, at checkout, 20% off your first order. Barbell Brew also has a really cool program called Coffee for a Cause, where each month they donate a percent of their profits to a different charity. So, follow them at Barbell Brew Coffee Roasters on Facebook and at Barbell Brew Coffee on Instagram, and check our episode description for links to those pages and their website so you can get your coffee on. Support local coffee roasters and taste the difference. All right, back to those number ones. We're back now, and let's listen to some music from my number one Super Nintendo game. My number one Super Nintendo game is a JRPG, and I'm really hoping that me and Aaron and Bloodbath can line this up so that we're not all talking about the same game. I mean, I know Aaron's got a JRPG coming. I'm not sure about Bloodbath, but uh, 
My number one Super Nintendo game is Final Fantasy VI, a.k.a. Final Fantasy III, but I'm going to call it Final Fantasy VI because that's what it is. Anyway, uh, Final Fantasy VI, the one with uh, Kefka, Locke, Terra, Celis, uh, Edgar, all those guys. Um, in my opinion, I go back and forth on what my favorite Final Fantasy game is between six and ten. Um, I think six is a better game, but I think I like ten a little bit more, but I think six is better. Uh, so six is just like just incredible. I played this for the first time again, not when I was a kid, when I was in college. So I have no nostalgia for this game. This is purely like I played this as an adult and I fucking love it. Um, I've still never beaten it. I've played it like 90% of the way through like three separate times and never beaten it. Um, I'm planning to play it again soon and I am going to beat it this time. Famous last words. But uh, what I like about Final Fantasy VI is uh, number one, it has a huge cast of characters. I think there's like, I don't know, 19 or 20 characters that you can get uh, for your party. Um, all but like two or three of them are really cool, in my opinion. Uh, there's a couple that absolutely suck, and I'm like... <laughs> which two? Could... Wh- which ones? Just tell me. Just just, just tell right. me. So they could cut Gao out of the game. I think Gao sucks. They could cut Gao is the... Go ahead. I know. I know. Gal is Gal's like the pro gamer move. In Final He's Fantasy a gangster, VI. dude. But uh, I hate his mechanic for how you make him good. I'm not going to spend. I know. I'm I not going to use Gal until like my ninth playthrough. I was like, I'm all not right, I'll try this out. Twenty five fucking hours making Gal into a superhouse. Teaching him all those happen. moves. Yeah. Oh, uh, I think. I think Realm sucks. You could get rid of Realm. Strago suck. sucks. You can get rid of Strago. I don't Strago, care what their Strago's stats are. Strago's a gangster too. No, Str- Strago's and, also awesome. Setzer is the worst. Setzer is terrible. You can get throwing best name. Yeah, he's the worst, but best name. Good name, bad character. All right, so cast of characters like those ones are those ones are awful. But like, I love Locke and Terra and Edgar and Celis and uh, uh, like Shadow Sabin. Yeah, all those Sabin. Uh, We're gonna argue about name pronunciations, aren't we? I actually always called it Sabin, and then I had like three people tell me it's Sabin, and I wanted to sound professional in the air. I also call him Sabin. All right, we're yeah, best friends. I call again. him Sabin. All right, hell handshake. yeah, handshake. Um, yeah. So the Ball, characters are baseball good. high five. I think uh, I think Kefka is a really excellent villain. Even he's not very deep. Like he just wants to like take over the world and destroy shit. Uh, but I think he's excellent, and that little sound, that little sound clip of him laughing has haunted me. Like, yeah, like that. It's just so. It's just such a. Like, How a does great... a guy that tiny have that deep of a voice? <laughs> it's a. It's a really funny little sound clip. Um, it's just stuck with me since I first played it. Um, the what I really like are the sections in final fantasy six, where you have like your whole party together and you need to split them up into groups to take on different. So things. fucking cool, dude. Yeah. Just, just like, it's like setting a lineup in football. You're like, all right, who's yeah. like, so what I would do is like, so I had Edgar, right. And I had him with the auto crossbow and I would just put him in a party by himself and just have him just crew. Cause I grinded, right. Like I was always yeah. way more powerful than I should have been when I got to that part. Just Edgar auto crossbow, just clear the field and then send in my like fucking hard hitters, dude, like on the boss, easy peasy. And that's the thing that about final fantasy six that has not aged well is that you do have to grind in it. And it's, a, it's kind of outdated in that way. 
And if you don't take a character out for battles uh, for a long time, they're going to be like 35 levels below the rest of your party. That sucks. I hate it when games do that. I'm glad that modern games don't do that anymore, or at least like if they do, then they get brought up to your level. Octopath did that. That was like the most annoying thing about Octopath. But like you should have been using those characters anyway because you're you're playing through their individual stories like in sequence. Anyway, like, for example, I'm playing uh, a PS1 game right now, Suicoden 2. And in that game, if your characters are like 20 levels lower, you go fight three battles and they're up with the rest of the party already. In Final Fantasy VI, you had to go grind for like an hour to get them up. And that's the worst part. But the story is really good. Uh, the characters are really good. They're like, this is the highest praise that I can bestow on a pixel, like a pixel art game. There are scenes in Final Fantasy VI that like legit will make me cry. Tear at, they tear at you, man. Like 100%. And that's not something that like a lot of games can do, especially games that have like older graphical styles that are like, you know, easier to see as a game and not like something that could be real you know but there's some situations in final fantasy 6 that are like legit heart-wrenching in the story um yeah just i i think it's the best final fantasy game um like i said before i think 10 is my favorite but i think 6 is the best so that's my uh number one super nintendo game all and right. I, so I don't. I, I'll just last thing. I don't think it's particularly close. I think this is like by far the best Super Nintendo game. There, I'm done now. So you're 100 percent correct. It is my number one. Is also Final Fantasy VI. Uh, I Fuck. call it Final Fantasy Three, not Final Fantasy VI, because yeah, Final Fantasy III that's what it is was. what it is. That's what it was uh, when it was released. So, but it's so basically, yeah. yeah, that's the story. It was released on Super Nintendo in America as three, even though three was already released in Japan. It was six in Japan. And then when they re-released it in Final Fantasy Anthologies, it was six. Anyways, blah, blah, blah. Dave pretty much hit the nail on the head right here. So I'm going to talk about a, a couple things about the game that I, I that you know Dave didn't talk about. One, it had the best JRPG battle system before I played Persona. Like, it, it was just, a, they used, like, an Esper system where you had to, like, link, like, a god to your character in order for them to, like, level up and gain their abilities. Uh, and you could do a lot of stuff with it. You could do a lot yeah. more stuff in that game than you could any other RPG that was on the Super Nintendo. It had so much more. It was a great customization system for your party. Correct, correct. And, like, it, it, you didn't have it like characters are today, like in RPGs, where, like, this guy's clearly a brawler, or this person's clearly a mage. Like, any character uh, that could be anything you wanted them to be. Like, they all had different stats, but, like, for the most part, you could make any one of them a superhero uh yeah you, you kind of glossed over you said the Setzer. story's great Setzer's not a superhero in any situation i i, I could probably beat kefka with sets that's all i'm saying <laughs> uh just teach him ultima and it's fine uh the story like dave said is great the story is arguably the greatest story ever told through a video game uh it was the very first rpg like i ever remember playing and dave's right it's you, you go back and you play it as an adult and it's just it's still so 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 good it's it's incredibly difficult uh the characters are the best i mean there's this part in the game where you've collected basically your entire party 
and then something happens where the earth is destroyed and all of your characters just get like displaced throughout the entire world and you're given one of the random main characters uh, in your party as your starting character and your goal is to go beat the bad guy and you can go get other characters uh, if you want to or or you don't have to like you know it was another one of those games that really gave you a lot of freedom in the choices that you were making um i know you guys thought i might have said chrono trigger love that game definitely yeah, yeah. That's what I you're gonna get you know, that was but, coming. but final fantasy 7 uh the only thing chrono trigger has over or uh three the only thing yeah. Chrono, yeah the only thing chrono trigger uh has over three is the battle system the battle system in chrono trigger is better but like the, it, the deeper you uh, dive in what well, right is like not I, the final the it, battle fair. system in chrono trigger is terrible compared to I, I, I disagree. I, I I like being able to. It, we're not talking about Chrono Trigger. Final Fantasy three has way more depth, and the one thing that ultimately separates it from what Dave said, probably all other RPGs in general, is how good the story is. Like they have they have like soul crushing moments, and they have like epic escape moments. Like you know the the game is in itself a movie, and I would say if they decide to make like a mini series of it, they could use that story. And it would still be really cool. It's sad. It's grotesque. Dave talked about Kefka a little bit. Kefka's a fucking insane person. Like, he's John Kefka's Wayne a, Gacy. Kefka's a monster. But, like, yeah. Like, he, he's John Wayne Gacy, but with, like, political sway. Like, there's a whole scene where he just <laughs> poisons this entire castle. And you have to, like, one of your characters of the party has to come back and find the dead bodies of his, like, wife and child. Like, that's just yeah. not... That, that that's a lot for 10 year old Aaron Angle to be like, yo, what the fuck am I actually playing here? Yeah. Like, you know, what is awakening in me? So I'm going to stop. Let, let's move on. But like, I agree with Dave. The by by far the best Super Nintendo game ever made is Final Fantasy three. Yep. I think it's uh, I mean. Fans of different genres will probably disagree, but I um, to me, it's uh, it's definitely my favorite from the Super Nintendo when we were making this list or when I was making this list it was like oh Super <laughs> Nintendo games Final Fantasy 6 is yep. number 1 and then <laughs> I'm going to have to I'm going to have to like I'm going to have to like think hard about the other games to put on my list but I think Final Fantasy 6 is like uh it was a an abs- it was maybe the biggest no-brainer for any top 3 that we've done yet correct the closest to a Michael Bumpus without actually being a Michael Bumpus yeah, I'm gonna push back on it being like the best story in games. I don't. I think that's a bit hyperbolic, but it the story is really good. Especially, I mean, a By lot of far JR- the best Super Nintendo story. Yeah, I would say that's that's pretty. Um, that's probably true. Uh, I think it has a, a really good story to tell. And if I'm thinking about Super Nintendo games that I've played, it's definitely the best story. So. Yeah, we can move on. I don't know. Bloodbath, Alan, you have anything about Final Fantasy 6 slash 3, 3 6, Final Fantasy 3 6? 7. So was was that uh, Final Fantasy Anthologies then? Is that what you said? It's Final Fantasy anthology. Anthologies, yeah. So they released, I, it was 6 and I think 5. Uh, and they released them as like a, a a game on PlayStation One, where you had two separate discs. One was six, one was five, and they just called it Final Fantasy Anthology. I played a fi- uh, like an older Final Fantasy game on PlayStation Two at some point. Um, I'm I'm sure that you could have played Final Fantasy Anthology on PS Two at some point. 
Right. I think that, so I, I may have, there was like a little wizard guy who wore a hood. His face was all black and he had glowy eyes. No, no, no not that's this Final one. Fantasy nine. Yep. Uh, no, okay. there, there, there one. is one, in, there is one in, uh, there is a little, you know, blue mage guy in like four or five. Okay. Okay. Anyway, um, anyone listening who has not uh, played Final Fantasy six, uh, just second bloodbath, anyone who hasn't played it, um, you can buy it on your phone app store. Like right now, if they sell it on there, it's like 10 bucks, but wait for the release of the final fantasy pixel remaster. And it's, it'll be coming out soon. It's going to be so cool, dude. I'm soon so excited. This episode comes out. You can buy it on your phone. Uh, don't buy the one that's current because they fucked up the way all the characters look. They look fucking awful right now, but they're doing it back in like pixel art for the new version. Um, play this game. It's excellent. Maybe the best JRPG ever made. If we ever do that topic, this game will come up on someone's list. Yeah, it's it's either my number one or my number two. Like when I when I just you know off the top of my head, man, it's just like I said, just a well crafted game with a great story. Like it's it's what you want movies and TV shows to be. Like it, it evokes that kind of emotion, like on a lot of different levels. All right, bloodbath. What were you gonna say? Uh, I'm not totally surprised at Aaron's pick. Like I I did think he was gonna say Chrono Trigger. Um, I knew it was going to be Chrono Trigger or Final Fantasy 3. Um, I like Chrono Trigger better than Final Fantasy 3, but Final Fantasy 3 is great. I don't really think I can, like, criticize it too much. The other thing I think I will say is, like, Aaron and I were talking about this the other day when I was over, I was hanging out with him when we were talking about this topic, you know, like, Earthbound is a game, is an RPG for that system that everyone is just, in the last, like, you know, 15... 20 years like just cream their pants over like over and over again like oh it's like the greatest game like nobody ever talked about it whatever and i sort of feel that way a little bit about final fantasy 3 and we were talking about like earthbound is like yeah it was neat but like you go back and look at it like it's a weird fucking game and it's like it's got lots of problems with that's it. why people like and, it people like it because it's so different from other rpgs and i, and I agree and, I, and i'm not i guess i'm just saying i feel I personally feel that way a little bit about Final Fantasy three. It's like, I feel it's like, eh, like I could like, I just think there's things about Final Fantasy three that like, I just don't, just doesn't jive with me the way that like, you know, Chrono Trigger, I think it's like kind of flawless. So, I mean, I don't know. Like I, I'm not going to, like I say here nitpick. I'm just saying like, I put it in that category of like, people have really fallen in love with, with this game and really developed a cult following over it. And like, I don't think it quite lives up to that hype, but like it is, really good still so i'm just happy you played the game man like straight up like more yeah. people should i i didn't i didn't play final fantasy 3 till um it was like 2011 i think i got it for like the virtual console on my wii i had never played before and like i remember even then i was like oh shit this is great like this is an awesome game like how did I, how did i how did i miss this because i love final fantasy games yeah um so yeah yeah i Earthbound was a game that when I was making my list, I was like, fuck, I wish like I have Earthbound right now. I just haven't played it yet. And uh, I was like, fuck, I wish I would have like played Earthbound before because I I feel like if it's as good as people say it is, it could have made my list. But I didn't get a chance to not. (laughs) Okay. well, you said Chrono Trigger is flawless, so I'm going to disregard anything you say 
from now on. Um, <laughs> it's uh, well, we can move on, but they're yeah. both very, very good games. They're both very good games. We'll get a chance to talk about Chrono Trigger sometime, I think. Um, all right, Alan, we're going to listen to some music from your number one Super Nintendo game, the best out of the two games that you've played. <laughs> Super Nintendo game that I've ever played is Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Mortal oh, Kombat. Fuck. Yeah, Mortal I really Kombat thought he was going to say Super. <laughs> I really thought he was going to say Super Mario World. That's no awesome. one said Mario yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I did not enjoy Mario that much. I, I, I said Super Mario RPG. Get out of here, Aaron. I would have said <laughs> Duck Hunter out, if I'm I gone. could, but apparently that out, wasn't on Super Nintendo. <laughs> All right, go oh, ahead, go ahead, Mortal Kombat. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Anyway, so like you know, two games. Um, yeah, my uh, I guess my second cousins or something. We went to we went to Atlanta to visit my second cousins at some point uh, for like three days, and I played Mortal Kombat, uh, and I liked it more than I liked Donkey Kong Country. Um. It was almost as good. Well, it, it kind of reminded me of playing uh, Street Fighter II Championship Edition on my Sega Genesis, uh, which was a truly excellent fighting game. <laughs> the Street Fighter um, games are better than the Mortal Kombat games. I, I'll say that right far, now. Dude. Far I don't superior. like those kinds of games, but those games are much, much better. I um, agree, 100%. Street Fighter my awesome. biggest, My biggest memory of Mortal Kombat was... Um, playing russ and i was scorpion and he was kano and all he would do is he would crouch down and he'd kick me and he'd he'd beat me every <laughs> single time just like in real life dude just Where's like the in real life <laughs> yeah dude, just russ beating the shit out of your legs yeah yeah just like uh time after time so um but yeah uh street fighter obviously obviously the superior game but Mortal Kombat was was pretty fun too. Uh, it had some neat characters. I mean, not not neat like like Blanca, but you know, I mean, still pretty good. Uh, All right. So two two yeah. things two things really quickly. I like how every one of Alan's answers he talks about a Sega counterpart. That's way better. She's <laughs> very funny. Two. All right, guys. This is a serious question, right? Who is your go to Mortal Kombat? Right. I'll start us off. Jax, black guy with arms made of metal, like. <laughs> How could you beat that? You cannot beat that in anything. Mine was Jax. Sub Zero, because you know I was. Uh, I was dude, little kid in the nineties. Like he had ice powers. Like how is that not your like pick? That's what true. Right. I, 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 I retract. 
Yeah. yeah. Ooh, ouch. Uh, I'll retract Bill Beth. You're right. Sub-Zero was awesome. Um, I'm going to take this chance to say that I hate fighting games. <laughs> I hate them so much. If, if Dave starts a sentence with, I'm going to take a chance. Yeah. Like, I'm going to take this, you know take this opportunity. I'm going to take this opportunity to say that I never in my life took one second of enjoyment from playing Street Fighter, (laughs) Mortal Kombat, any fighting game not named Super Smash Brothers. It's just, I just do not like them. So I don't have a favorite. Although I will say that I like Mortal Kombat more than Street Fighter because the characters look cooler. And since I don't play those games, that's all I care about. It looked like a Sega game, dude. Also, uh, actually, Mortal Kombat, cool thing about Mortal Kombat is that it made middle-aged white people very angry, and anything that, like, can get people, like, clutching their, their like, cross necklaces Especially and shit, in the my, 90s, dude. gets my Let, points, yeah. Yeah, let's go, dude, yeah, like, I'm <laughs> popping off this shirt again, I put it back on, but I gotta pop it back off again. No, and like let's 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 not escape talking about like uh, the fatalities. Like those were very cool. Like I remember just a couple of them. Like one of them was like I don't remember who it was, but they reached into the person's throat and pulled out their skeleton. Yeah, they just their... pull out their pull out their spine. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, dude! Like, like I just remember seeing that, and I'm like seven over at my friend's house who had cool parents, <laughs> and I was and I was just like, <laughs> oh shit, what? Like, yeah, like, I remember. I I don't remember who the uh, who the white soldier guy was i, I don't I, I don't remember his name but like his fatality was he just like pulled out a machine gun and just shot you like 400 times that was very very cool especially back then and very neat mortal kombat is like the most 90s video game ever that's very funny yeah i agree with that um i like street fighter better uh but mortal kombat i think is still a pretty solid pick um i mean i get where dave comes from like he doesn't like fighting games like that um i think they're i think they can be fun i think oddly enough i think they're less this sounds so weird i think they're less fun with other people i prefer to play them against the computer i don't know why Um, because people keep beating your ass yeah because you suck (laughs) Because <laughs> like true. your older really cousin beat the shit out of you one time, and you fucking internalized it into your thirties. No, that's that's one hundred percent the reason. That's one hundred percent the reason I don't like these like pure fighting games is because I'm not gonna spend a bunch of time learning how to play them. Just getting my ass kicked. And that's, dude. Also, that's what I, that's what I'm saying. You have to think about it in the context of the mid '90s video games that you were playing. Right. It's also like those are like those are offshoot Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter are like straight from like the arcade culture. Like combo the games, bro. Yeah. So annoying, right. dude. Like my the thing about Super Smash Brothers is I I love Smash Brothers because you don't have to be excellent like technically to have fun playing Super Smash Brothers. Like play with items. Like people who are like no items, only Final Destination. Like fuck you like it's a fun game let's play and play and have a good time if you can't handle items being on the screen then you're not good enough that's my thing i would say the opposite like if you're not good enough to go without items on final destination then i'm not gonna waste my time with you but if you're like well let's play with bombs where they drop every 14 seconds i'm like all right i'll play all bombs yeah but (laughs) back to but like with mortal Kombat and street fighter you have to be so practical legit good in order yeah. to like in order to like play and have fun because you'll either like 
you'll either be like really good and you play against people who don't practice it and you'll just like kill them over and over again, which can't be that fun. Or you don't practice all the time and you play against people who do and you just get your shit kicked in and that's not very fun either. Uh, there's like no happy medium in those games unless you play against the computer. I guess I guess the happy medium is like, well, I mean, the first one. Because if you're playing it all the time, you own it. And if you own it, people that come over to your house play it less than you. Yeah. Because you know, that's how that's how the video game worked for me, right? I mean, I, I wasn't going to like video game competitions or like tracking down players to play online. You know, this was this was Sega Genesis. I mean, for the purpose of this <laughs> you and your stupid, stupid older brother. <laughs> right. It was me, <laughs> my stupid older brother. You know, some asshole kids came over to the house. You know, that's that's who we were playing against. All of us were terrible because we were like eight. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Even when I was even though when I was a kid, like going over to like my neighbor had it and like going over to his house and playing. It was still just like, yeah, those fatalities are cool, but I'm not even good enough to do a fatality when like it says to do it. So how fun yeah, is it really? I, I, I just panic and drop the controller. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's like I'm just like it's at the end and they're swaying around and you're like, okay, boom, boom, boom. And like you're gonna do something cool, and then they just yeah. fall down without you doing anything. I'm like, damn! I should have just kicked you every in the time. face. I should kicking you in the face would have been way cooler than just watching you pass out. Yeah. So I guess I guess I get the point, Dave. It might not have been worth walking over to the neighbor's house to play Mortal Kombat. I mean, if they had Street Fighter Two, then you probably would have made it there. Nah. But no, I think I think fighting games are very uh, flawed genre. See, I think they were great, and I think that that was the generation of consoles that, like, the only time they were great was with those, that That generation of consoles that were side-scrolling, they had bright colors, a little bit of definition on, um, like, the character shapes. And you had four buttons. I agree with you. And they were very violent. There wasn't a lot of violent, like, violent, violent video games back then, too. Just another part of the appeal. All right. But anyway, Over my number here. one, Street Fighter 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just got it. All right. Um, Aaron and I tag Alan teams. Alan is the villain this time. What? Said Alan is the villain this episode for okay. sure. Uh-oh. Bloodbath just villainized himself. Damn, no, give, dude. You're doing blood- so good. Give Bloodbath another minute. He'll get right back in the villain, the villain right. seat. Um, yeah, so, so Aaron and I tag teamed Final Fantasy VI. Not Final Fantasy III because I'm the one talking. Final Fantasy VI. Um, so we're going to listen to some music from Bloodbath's number one Super Nintendo game. <laughs>
All right. My number one Super Nintendo game is Donkey Kong Country. Uh, yeah, not only is totally it, get it. Not, not only is it my favorite Super Nintendo game, it is my all-time favorite video game that there ever is. Um, okay. Looking whoa. forward to I, your objective takes on the game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there are no obje- objective takes. It is purely <laughs> nostalgia. I just love this game for... Um, just the 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 overwhelming nostalgic memories I have playing it. Um and I've I've I have I played it on Super Nintendo, I played it on the Wii Virtual Console, and I now have it on the Super Nintendo Mini. I've beaten it oh, countless times. Um I just love this game so much. I don't even know that I could really describe what it is that makes me love it so much. I think it's uh for a Super Nintendo game, I think it's uh I, I would argue it's it's I think it's very immersive. Um, the art style and the look and the graphics of the game, I think are really, really awesome. You can totally, um, tear them apart all you want to. Like, I don't care. Like, I think they look great. I think that style is really that, that sort of like, almost like that pixelated claymation look that they gave to the game, I think is really, really neat. Um, the environments I think are, are super cool um it's a game that i think you have to play with a little bit of finesse i don't think it's like you know when when you platform on mario it's it's a little more um uh rigid and kind of uh boxy and and uh, geometrical when you're playing sonic you just kind of like plow through everything like super fast like just jumping you know it's all chaos with this game you gotta play with just a little bit of rhythm there's a little bit of a you know that's why the music in the game is sort of uh Special, you know, you're kind of meant to play with a little bit of a, a of a finesse and a rhythm and a little, um, you know, it's it's a little bit more bouncy. Um, and then, you know, just you know, I love the music in the game. I think uh, on the uh, I cannot remember what it's called, but the uh, the music that plays on the water levels, I think, is like really really awesome. Coral Capers. Um, I I just I legit like that song. That that music that plays during those um, is awesome. Uh, I don't know, man. It, it's simple. It's it's fun to pick up and play. Like I just, uh, I don't know, man. Like I said, it's it's, it's my all time favorite game. Shout out to the sequels. Uh, Donkey Kong Country Two um, is is really good. Donkey Kong Country Three also super great. Um, I like it more than I like the any of the other sixty four version or the, what came out for the Wii or the Switch or anything like that. Like I, I don't know, man. I just think it's great. Like I, I'm not. You can you can tear it apart, Dave. I don't care. Like I love it. I'm not tearing it apart. I just like I <laughs> I personally just don't like that kind of game that much. Do it. I'm not going to like I'm no, I don't think they're bad games. Um I don't really have anything to tear apart. I just don't find them very fun for me. Um I think part of what like you said there's like an indescribable thing and I think part of it is like I assume that you mastered that game when you were a little kid and you yes. can just you can just like say like I've had a shit day. I'm going to pop in Donkey Kong Country and I'm going to like execute this flawlessly and feel good about some shit and and have a good time. I think there's a thousand percent. There's a big. Really? I thought it was like super duper hard. I think that's like one of the hardest platforming yeah, games dude, but I've if ever you have played like, in my life. But if you have like 20 years of muscle memory, it's not sure. that hard. Like, you know sure. exactly you know where every hidden. I, I Every time I've ever like seriously sat down to play it, I know that if I play the first four levels, over and over again. I think if you play them, you can do the math. But if you play them like, I know this will sound weird. If you just go through and play them like twenty times, you'll have like a hundred lives. 
then you can like plow through the rest of the game. You have so many extra lives. There's so many yeah. secrets that you can pick up. Um, and it is like 100% muscle memory. I don't even think about it when I play it. So I, I, I give you that 100%, dude. Um, yeah. I also like, I feel it's like one of those games too where I just, I think it was, I just think it was really unique. Like, I mean, I, you know, it wasn't, you know, it's, it's obviously very indicative of like early nineties, like culture. And like, maybe it's a little cheesy today and, and a little, um, campy, but like, I just, I don't know something about it. Just like, it's like, you know, comfort food to me. Um, yeah. Yes. That whole aesthetic. Good way way to describe it. Comfort food. We've all got like any of us who like play video games as a hobby. We all have a game like from when we were kids that counts as comfort food and you can just jump in enjoy it and uh yeah like kind of get that little nostalgia hit it feels good i also want to say one thing like uh, don so donkey kong is like like the beatles of like video games like to a degree right it was like the one of the very first like what it, it, well it, it was like it was like at the forefront of like the video game like movement like it, it was like the most popular game in the world you know before the Super Nintendo came out. I mean, it was in Arcadia. It was like that and like Tetris. You, you know what I mean? So it, it was like it was like one of the start when I say, you know, I liken it to the Beatles, like the Beatles are at kind of like the forefront of like what music eventually became. Donkey Kong was like, again, one of those starters. Um, but the transition from what Donkey Kong was like in the arcades to Donkey Kong Country is like a complete fucking 180. Like, you know, when I, when I was looking, I heard there's a Donkey Kong Country. The idea in my head was, oh, I'm just gonna be like climbing up ladders and jumping over barrels. And it was just something completely different. And, y- y- you know, like the regular Nintendo Mario games are not that different than the Super Nintendo Mario games. You know what I mean? Donkey Kong did like, uh, like I said, like a complete 180 to become a completely different entity than what it was already known for, which was being the biggest. They took like a, a, a real risk, you know, stepping away and trying out something new. But I, I'm with Bloodbath. It's like wholly unique. There's there's not another platforming game that's that's like it or that I could compare it to. There are a hundred platforming games that are like say, Donkey Kong Country. You say that, but I don't. Sonic the Hedgehog, man. I mean, we <laughs> Alan, just talked Alan, about I'm it. I'm going to come to West Virginia and choke you in your living room. <laughs> <laughs> Even on the Super Nintendo, like Aladdin, like the Lion King, those games are I, all like Donkey Kong Country. I, I disagree. I disagree, too. All right. I, can, I First of all, disagree. like I'm definitely going to disagree on like um, uh, uh oh gosh uh oh what's the name for those uh you know aladdin disney games those are um games. no but i mean like they're um what are they called games uh, no hold on cut this part out for a second like no i i legit um like platformers like science like they're no. like, like they're like they're based off of other things yeah um adaptations games yeah hold on just say like officially licensed <laughs> games if he comes back and says games i'm gonna yeah, i think that's what i meant like that's what i was gonna say like a license no like so what i was gonna say is like you know those don't really count because those are licensed games and um those don't always like those aren't always like super creative like sometimes those are just like 
cash grabs and sometimes they're they like leave a little bit to the imagination i think donkey kong is like completely original like they just they completely make this world and i think it's an interesting one i think and i mean i would agree to like i mean i'm not gonna hate like i like sonic a lot too like sonic like i love those games and again like we'll definitely do a sega episode because like i think it definitely warrants discussion but like i, I guess again i just the gameplay is the gameplay in sonic is super specific and super unique of on its own and i think donkey kong is also like a unique one and i think mario is a unique one and i think like people um different games definitely came out um came after all three of these that like borrowed i mean you you're in one of those three camps in a lot of ways so like i i agree with what dave's saying but like i don't know man like i i still think donkey kong was like just i don't know a little like man it's 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 something special dude yeah i mean this is back when like you could pretty easily come up with i mean it's not that I don't think Donkey Kong Country is that complex. You're going from left to right. You have different platforming challenges to do. The level design is really like specifically designed. I don't think it's like super complex to the point that like someone else wouldn't have come up with that. But they execute it really well for the type of game that it is. And, and the right. time that it came out, like, you know, look at it from that perspective, too. Like, it was different than all other platforming games, and all they had were platforming games. To be, to be like, honest, it's copied because it was a good game, but also because it was really, really successful. That's why game, cop- game companies copy each other for the most part. So, I don't know. Like, I'm not, I don't hate Donkey Kong Country like as a game, I just don't find it to be very fun. Again, I'm not trying to hate on it as a product. So, all right. Who Alan My really is favorite. the villain? <laughs> My second Damn, favorite Super Nintendo Alan game. really is the villain, guys. Damn. Uh, let's uh, Sorry, let's dude. get into honorable mentions. Uh, let's go lightning round style through honorable mentions. Uh, I have two honorable mentions. My number one, uh, my first one is Tetris, uh, and it was packed with Dr. Mario. I think both of those games rule. Obviously, Tetris nice. rules. Um, my other one is Mario Picross, which is in the Switch uh, Super Nintendo catalog. Um, for those who don't know what Picross is, also known as nonograms, um, you have a grid with numbers on the top and the left side, and it tells you how many you need to fill in on that column or row, and you make a picture. They're little puzzles. Um, Remember, Dave I, hates Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, and I fucking love it. <laughs> but really, like, I just remember playing a ton of Tetris on Super Nintendo. That's the first time I played Tetris, uh, was over at a friend's house on the Super Nintendo. So... Uh, yeah, honorable mentions Tetris slash Dr. Mario Double Pack and Mario Picross. Aaron, what's your honorable mention? Uh, I For the very first time, I'm going to do a double honorable mention like Dave did tonight. I had it planned ahead. Uh, my honorable mentions are Chrono Trigger and Secret of Mana. Like I, I, I had to talk about both of them, uh, but they nice. are in their in their own rights. Very, very good RPGs and were very, very ahead of their time you know you can't say that about a lot of games but they were very very ahead of their time in terms of what they were doing and they are going to be my honorable mentions okay i would like to talk about chrono trigger if for a few minutes we can do that now or we can do that later 
No, let's like I'll, I'll tell you why I like Chrono Trigger. Like, uh, it uh, again, like this is at a time when I'm like discovering what RPGs are, and Final Fantasy VI kind of sets the tone for like what JRPGs are gonna be for the next, you know. 10 years uh chrono trigger kind of did the same thing i i i I, again i really really like the story it had the things like secret of mana had where like it had a couple of different endings and some of the you know they had the whole time travel system and you could go back and forth between these zones make decisions that would affect the you know that would affect the timeline that you could go to these other worlds and uh and, and you could see the effects of it happening and you didn't really see shit like that until you played mass effect you know what I mean? I, you know, so again, another one that's ahead of its time. Graphically, I thought it was very good. I really like the characters. There's a frog with the sword. I have one tattoo. It's Ka from the Dark Tower. If I get a second tattoo, it's going to be that 16-bit pixelated frog with a sword. Like that's that's it's, very that's the coolest character of like all time. Like you it know, that's best, just very. It is, it is the best frog in video games. We've talked about this before. You corrected me when I said another one, and you were 100% right, Dave. Like, yeah. it, it is the best. Um, but really, like, I really like the battle system. It did that thing where, like, y- you know, you, you had a couple different characters to choose from, um, but depending on who you put in your party, you could combine their talents and create new ones uh, or create new abilities or new ways to fight just based on who was in your party. Every character had, like, a specific link with another character. So if you combine them together, they would have a completely different move than if you combine them. It, it, it just had a lot of different things in the battle system that, you know, a, a game like Final Fantasy VI di- didn't uh, really have. So that that was, uh, again, at the time, just something I had never experienced before. But I'll, okay. I'll stop talking about it. But really, it's it's just, it's a well-crafted RPG. I've played it as an adult. You can go back and play it as an adult. It's still very enjoyable. Very easy. A lot easier than I remembered. Okay, so... I did not play Chrono Trigger when I was a kid. I played it for the first time this year. And I think that Chrono Trigger is buoyed by nostalgia a lot. I think it's fine. I think it's a good JRPG, but I the, I think the best part about it is that it's not 65 hours long to play like a lot Correct. of Correct. You can beat that shit in like 2 days. It's, yeah, it's, you know, if you it's don't, like a you know. 20 hour game, which is It's it's a lot shorter than I remember it being. Yeah. A lot of bonus points, uh, and the characters are fine. I think uh, Frog is great. I think Robo's great. Yeah, um, a robot, man. Uh, I think that some of the characters are some of the worst. Like They're like Gal-level awful characters. Yeah. I, I, I would Trigger. agree with that. There's, there's um, not a lot of depth there. There's a lot of like mechanical things that Chrono Trigger does that I think are stupid. Like... The, the like the parts where like if you find a chest in the past you need to like unlock it in the past but you can't open it because if you open it in the future you get a better item but there's no way to fucking know that unless you're playing with a guide that's that, that that's what they that's what games were back then though kind of man you know what i mean like that shit was like I i've never experienced something like this before that's I think that's crazy bad. i think that's bad it, i think it's a bad way it's to bad make a now game. It's 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 bad now, but like again, like back then, play like it, it's all about it, it was about experiencing new things, like in that sort of format for the first time. Like it, it just, it, it, video games are frustrating back then, man. And like learning through like getting your ass beat or doing something stupid was just kind of like par for the course, man. Like it just that's just what it know. was. But like experiencing that sort of thing for the first time, like realizing that, like oh shit, like games can trick me. 
Like, you know, that that's a weird yeah, thing to come to grips that's, with. That's why I'm saying that, like, playing Chrono Trigger when you're 32 years old. Agreed. Is I get it. Way I get it. Than playing it when you're eight. Like, I think that I think the uh, nostalgia, I was eight and a half. I think the nostalgia of playing Chrono Trigger when you're a kid adds like a full letter grade onto the game, in my opinion. Correct. Um, but anyway, uh, we don't have to talk a ton about Chrono Trigger. I just had those opinions and I wanted to get them out because I'm a hater sometimes and I think Chrono Trigger is an above average JRPG and it is it does not touch Final Fantasy VI. Alan's still the villain. Yeah. Um, I, you, you always see always see these like best JRPG lists, and Chrono Trigger is way higher than I think it deserves to be for the game that it actually is. Anyway, it's still fine. I enjoyed it. But, yeah. Um, Alan, what is your honorable mention? I have a feeling it's going to be good since you said you played two Super Nintendo games. <laughs> we're on number four. <laughs> um, uh, my honorable mention is just all, all the Sega games. Um, pretty much all of them except for Pitfall. Um, I didn't like that one, but all the rest of them, they were great. Oh god, I can't. I we have to say a game. I I, I agree. I've got I got a couple of good ones. I don't want to talk about there. They, that that system had some hidden gems, man. All right. If you, I mean, all right. If you think I was taking down some of these games when we do the Sega episode, I am going to be the villain because I think the Sega catalog is awful compared. There's to the nine good ones. Exactly nine. I promise. I as right. opposed to like. 6,000 bad ones for Nintendo. Yeah, it's because well, Sega there, there were 6,000 bad 6, Sega games. games. No, they, they did. <laughs> like, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of trash to sift through. Like, right. if Sega games were an MLB player, they would be, like, the 13th option on the Orioles. They bat, like, 0, <laughs> 0, 6, 7. You know what I mean? But there are some really good ones. All right. Um, Bloodbath, what's your honorable mention? Honorable mentions are, uh, first and foremost, Super Smash TV. I'm sure you guys didn't play it. Wait, was um, that where you were on that live TV show and you had to, like, battle through arenas and shit? Like, but you were on live it's TV? Kinda like, yeah, it's kind of like Running like, uh, Man, the, kind of? Yeah, basically Running Man. You're just kind of in the arena. I did and, like, play that. That game is dope as shit, dude. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Super Mario World. Um, nobody mentioned the Jurassic Park video game. I thought that was like a really fun one. A um, top down one. Yeah. Oh, oh I hated that, that game. game. That game sucked. I hated that. Game. <laughs> oh man, that was so um, frustrating. Uh, Super Mario uh, World Two: Yoshi's Island. I think is also a really good one. That's a great game. Um, uh, Metroid: Castlevania. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's it. Very interesting to to me that we got all the way until Bloodbath's honorable mentions list before anyone talked about any of the Super Mario games. Not RPG. I said Super... Okay, all right, fair enough. Yeah, no, I Yoshi's Island, Super Mario World 2, uh, was going to be my number two, and then I had to stop last second and change it to Super Mario RPG because I just couldn't do it. Super Mario uh, World 2 is fucking awesome. That is like... I think it's better than Donkey Kong, personally. I've said this before but I take no I get no fun out of playing the old Super Mario games. Some point at some point in my life I just they just stopped being fun and now they're just 
frustrating and tedious to me. I know, man, like Super Mario World, like I've watched so many like YouTube documentaries about the game. Like there's just like a, I mean, I'm not going to argue it. Like there's just a charm to that game. Like I, I hear what you're saying that it's just not enjoyable maybe at this point in life. And who's to say like, maybe it's not, but I don't know, dude, there's just, again, there's just a charm to that game that I, I just appreciate an awful lot. Um, Aladdin, Lion King, those are also pretty good ones. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, there had to be something I constantly wanted to rent. Um, uh, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of cool games for Super Nintendo. All right. Okay, so let's move into our listener responses. We had a lot of listener responses. Uh, surprise, surprise, people like the Super Nintendo. Um, I'll get us started with Mo whose number three is Donkey Kong Country 2. His number two is Ken Griffey Jr. Presents Major League Baseball. His number one is Tecmo Super Bowl 3. And honorable mentions to The Legend of the Mystical Ninja and Final Fantasy 6. Great list, Boys. man. I hate, I, I hate Tecmo Bowl. I'm just going to smoke bomb out with that. I hate Tecmo Bowl. I think that <laughs> yeah. sucks. Oh my god. You know what I just realized? Alan is the villain. Okay, uh, next up we have Chris N. Uh, his number three is Super Metroid. His number two is Mega Man X. Uh, his number one is Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. And his honorable mentions are Yoshi's Island and Chrono Trigger. Also a good list. I legit don't understand anyone who is good enough to play Mega Man. Those games are impossible to me. Next up is Tyler, whose number three is Mega Man X. Uh, number two is Legend of Zelda: a Link to the Past, and number one is Super Metroid. I think that's the exact same list as the one above. Um, honorable mention: Ken Griffey Jr. presents Major League Baseball and Super Mario All Stars. I wanted to say Super Mario All Stars, but it's just like an anthology. You know what I mean? It's just like all the Super Mario games together. I I don't know. Most of them weren't even on Super Nintendo, but I did have that. And it was really cool being able to play like any of the Mario games up to that point that I wanted to. Yeah. They were also like, they were remastered for the Super Nintendo. So I mean, like the graphics were a little cleaner and it was a little neater and you got to play, uh, lost levels, which was the yes. original Super Mario right. 2, which, which you couldn't play up to that good. point. It was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up is Rick from the Pixel Podcast Radio, or sorry, the Pixel Project Radio Podcast. Their number three is Super Metroid, number two, Earthbound, and number one, Final Fantasy VI. Next up is Jim, whose number three is Final Fantasy VI, number two, Super Mario World, and number one, Kirby Superstar. Hell yeah, Kirby Superstar is fun. All right, next up we have Corbin, sick name. Uh, number three, Super Punch-Out, uh, which was actually awesome. Uh, number two, Donkey Kong Country 3. And number one, Chrono Trigger. Damn, what Donkey Kong Country 3? Next up is Chris B., whose number three is Tetris Attack. Number two is Earthbound, and number one is Illusion of Gaia. Um, Another good RPG. Illusion of Gaia was a Illusion good RPG. Illusion of Gaia is great. Did people really play Tetris? Yeah, yeah Dave did, dude. apparently. Oh, <laughs> I, Tetris, I is the, Tetris is the fucking best, man. Did you not play <laughs> oh. Tetris? 
Remember, he, never, do, I, he does I mean, not like I Donkey have, Kong Country. I have played Tetris at one point or another, I'm sure. Um, but I never liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Dude, Tetris yeah, is like right. Tetris is like the perfect video game. That wow. Oh my god, Dave. Alan is the villain. Yeah, I think that's been well established at this point. Right, next up is Chris T has in Tuna. Number three, <laughs> Lufia. Two, Rise of the Sinistrals. Number two, Yoshi's Island. And number one, Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. It says Lowe's on here, and I kept thinking, I'm like, all right, some game called Lowe's. <laughs> um. uh, all right, next up is Terra. Number three is Fire Emblem Genealogy of the Holy War, uh, recently uh, brought to. Uh, is this the one that was recently like translated to English? Because like the old Fire Emblem games were never brought over to the U.S. They're always just in Japan. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Atta boy. Uh, okay, so number three was Fire Emblem. Number two is Donkey Kong Country Two. Number one is Yoshi's Island. Next up, we have Michael, number three, Dave's Nemesis, Mega Man X, number two, Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, and number one, Final Fantasy VI. And next is Lindsay, whose number three is Super Mario World, number two is Mario Kart, and number one is Donkey Kong Country, honorable mention, Aladdin. Those Aladdin and Lion King games were so fucking hard. Like, they were the hardest games. God damn, legit, dude. Just ridiculous. Uh, the Aladdin one, I didn't think it was too terribly hard, but that Lion King game was okay. ridiculous. All right. All right. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, Bloodbath. All right. We done? Can we, can we move on, Bloodbath? Yes. All right, so that'll do it for our listener responses. Thanks, everybody, who gave us your list, um, especially you sickos who like Mega Man. Um, that's got to be a game that you... Masochists. Got, you got muscle memory when you were a kid, and you were just like, nope, this is the only game I have. I'm going to play this until I get it right. Um, I bought the Mega Man X collection on Switch, and I played it for like 25 minutes, and I was like, this is too hard. I give up. So... Um, yeah, thanks everybody for writing in. If uh, you would like to be featured on an upcoming podcast, keep your eyes on our social media pages at a top three podcast for the calls for listener responses. They will go out usually on Fridays, Thursdays, something like that in the US, about a week before our recording date. So again, thanks everyone who wrote in. Uh, there's some games on there that I have never played that I feel like I should look into, like Illusion of Gaia. And I bet that Fire Emblem game is incredibly difficult. I'm sure it's very, yeah, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm sure it's cool. Fire Emblem makes some cool games. I'm sure it's cool. Fire Emblem's cool, but this is before they, like, they made a conscious decision like two games ago where they were like, hey, we should make these, like, not, like, ball-crushing hard and uh, Super Nintendo was way before they made that decision. So, um, Super Nintendo wanted you to break the system so you'd have to buy another one. Yeah, that's how they get you, dude. Now they just like 
make the switch with faulty Joy-Con like joysticks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you think an eight-year-old could beat this game? Yeah, easily. All right, make a hundred million copies. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, let's see. Any surprises from this? I'm frankly shocked that Aaron didn't have Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy on his list. I'm I'm Same. really surprised that uh any of the like Mario platformers didn't make our top threes. It was only in Bloodbath's honorable mention. Yeah, that was surprising. Like I said, I mean those are pretty uh pretty iconic. I thought those would have been Alan's picks because he's kind of a he kind of likes Mario. Fucking loser. It probably would have been on it probably would have been on my list if uh if I had ever played it on Super <laughs> Nintendo. Um you know, actually, I think I probably did play uh, Mario on Super Nintendo at some point because I remember getting the leaf and turning it like you get a raccoon tail. Um, yeah, I I remember that. That was a Super Nintendo, wasn't it? It was not, but it was on Super Mario All Stars, ah. so kind of. Ah, bummer. Okay, so there we go. All right, never well, mind. I haven't played it. All right, well, podcast's over. <laughs> Good job, Alan. Hope you're happy. Hey, does this do we get severance pay? <laughs> no, dude. This this job has like negative benefits. Like if you I, leave just, this job, yeah. we're taking things from you. <laughs> it's like, oh no, hey, that's my air fryer. <laughs> it's in your contract, dude. Should have read the contract. Damn, will you just take my roommate instead? Fuck. Nope. Uh, if you leave the podcast crew, any and all air fryers in your possession are bequeathed to bloodbath automatically. <laughs> no, I swear I only have three. No, don't look at the cabinet. <laughs> and I hate air fryers, so I'm going to destroy it. Hit it with a goddamn hammer. <laughs> uh, good, uh, good podcast, guys. Enjoy talking about. Um, Super Nintendo games, even if I think most of them are bad. Um, I <laughs> <laughs> um, can't wait till we talk about uh, like top three PS4 games so I can talk about games that are actually good. <laughs> Alan's still the villain. I think I think I have played. I think I've probably played that many PS4 games. Yay. Name one. <laughs> um. Bro Force. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Ouch. That was on nope. PS4. Now that's okay. Fair, fair, fair. I'm, 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 I'm stepping back a little bit. Yeah. Bloodbath is a villain again. All right. Well, <laughs> um, anyone else? Any surprises of games that were on people's lists or didn't make anyone's list? I think we hit most of the big ones. And not only that, we hit like most of the genres too, man. Like we pretty much hit like the best of every kind of game, if that makes any sense. Like, maybe not us, but, like, even on our honorable mentions list, a lot of sports games, too, that we didn't talk about. Nobody threw out any, like, um, shooters, like uh, Super R-Type, or uh, there's, like, hundreds of shooter games, like, where you're, like, a Shooting like a spacecraft games sucks so much on Super Nintendo, man. You mean, like, uh, uh, you mean, like, like, Metal Slug or something like that? No, like, you know, like, you're, like, a spacecraft, and there's, like, like, Gal oh, like, 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 like those, like the... Super Nintendo had a Star Fox game that was like yeah, five. that's a surprise. Yeah. Nobody that that was a yeah, pretty good game, and Star it was Fox. very very cool to play that. 
like for the first time you, you that was like kind of one of those games like hey this is like the kind of technology we're throwing at you the star fox game is really cool and there are a couple of those there are a couple of those like star fox f-zero mario kart where i'm like yeah it's fine on the super nintendo but the n64 version is like a hundred times more fun so what I'm nintendo's not good at doing list. man right. that every system it seems like for the most part they improve on their games man it's crazy except for mario yeah, i was I was <laughs> well, shocked. I was shocked when I was looking at those games, um, how Star Fox looked because I didn't play Super Nintendo games. But when I saw, you no, know, I went through the list to try to figure out which which games were actually on Super Nintendo, and it had a picture of those Star Fox games, and they were like actually 3D. Yeah, yeah. It, it was pretty crazy, yeah. man. Yeah, that's that's yeah. incredible. Um, there was a. Uh... There was a, I was telling Aaron, I can't remember what it was called. It might have just been called Pool, but there was a pool game that I had. Um, and it was, uh, it was legit. It was really, really good, dude. It was a ton of fun. Like, you could just zoom in on the table. You could, like, you could move the camera all the way around the table to every single ball. And, uh, um, it was really detailed. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, I cannot remember what it's called. It may have just been called Pool. Um, but yeah, that was Pool 3D. I think it was called Pool 3D. Maybe, but yeah, like, and it was just cool. Like, it was, you know, something that was, like, random. And just one more thing. Like, I said that my dad bought the Super Nintendo so he could play fishing and casino games. There was a casino game that had, like, a a storyline to it called Vegas Stakes. Nobody in the world has probably ever heard of that game, but that game fucking ripped, dude. That game was, that game taught me how to play every fucking (laughs) parlor game that I ever learned how to play. Dude, there was a there was a baseball game where you were everybody was robots. Um, that sounds cool. It did. It was a lot. They of should fun. remake you that, could, dude. Yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> it was like baseball twenty ninety nine or something like that. But yeah, all the players were, yeah. were were robots, and you could fight in the outfield. Ah, fuck. That's that that that's what we're missing: a blitz style baseball game where you can like charge the mound and beat the shit out of the pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> You just beat somebody with a baseball bat. Yeah, someone rounds first base and you do the old Albert Bell to him. <laughs> you can like go and you can like Ron Artest the audience and just like go and just like climb into the stands and just start beating the shit up. And it's just like a quick little cutscene and just like back to the pitcher holding the ball and you just see the ambulance in the background yeah, taking it just, goes, <laughs> just cuts back. Just cuts back and oh it. 2-0 count. Here's the pitch. Yeah. yeah. It looks like Omar Vizquel just beat somebody to death with a baseball bat. So he's on first, <laughs> taking a wide lead. Yeah. <laughs> they make a baseball game where you can play as Doc Ellis and you're hallucinating. You just like see chickens and cows. Yeah. In the audience like just, like, yeah. The, fuck? the umpire is like a giant squid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, oh, man. We did it. We did it. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've covered every Super Nintendo game that was or was not and should have been made at this point. So let's call it here, guys. Um, anyone still listening, the best thing you can do to help out the podcast is tell your friends about it. Again, uh, if you go back to the hour or the timestamp, one hour, two minutes, 
uh, in 15 seconds and you play the podcast at 0.25 speed in reverse, you'll hear bloodbath. <laughs> you'll hear bloodbath utter uh, a secret code for uh, one of the Super Nintendo games. We're not telling you which, but uh, it will turn... <laughs> get out that credit card. <laughs> it will turn all of the uh, Mario characters into naked, pixelated Nicolas Cages. So, look, be on the lookout for that. Tell your friends. Give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody.
going to get Jim's Iron Maiden t-shirts when he dies. <laughs> Dude, Jim was in, Jim had, when, when my mom first met Jim, he had like this, I barely remember, but he had like this apartment and like they went, we went to go like move him out when he was starting to move in with us. And he had like, what he had like, a bunch of Madonna posters. Like he was like in love with Madonna, like, <laughs> like hard, hardcore dude, like hardcore. Like, like I remember my mom, like, like almost, I don't know if it, but she was just like, you got to get rid of that. <laughs> like you can't have those anymore. <laughs> Jim was the like, marriage is oh. off. <laughs> it's either the Madonna posters or me. Yeah, that's that's right. And he just looked at me and Abby, and he was like, <laughs> he, he just looks at you two, and he's like, "Well, see ya." Yeah, and I'm just like, I wipe my own ass. Psych. I'm three. Oh my god. Perspective, man. <laughs>